This episode of the Link Up Podcast is brought to you by Moody & Co. CBD is everywhere these days, from supplement and nutrition stores to gas station displays. With so many options, how can anyone make sense of what to buy, how to properly dose, or trust in the quality and purity of the products? Luckily, our friends at Moody & Co. have all your bases covered. Moody & Co.'s products started their life, hand-grown, and cultivated following strict organic growing practices in the fertile soil of the West Tennessee Delta. Each hemp plant was hand-planted on their family-operated farm, fed only high-quality organic nutrients, and finished their life free of any toxic pesticides and sprays. Moody & Co.'s world-class extraction and manufacturing partners are FDA-grade and CGMP compliant, so you can be sure each and every product is of the highest quality. What about potency and purity? Each of Moody & Co.'s products is third-party, lab-tested before and after the manufacturing process, and the tests are available for you right on their website. Their website is www.moodyand.co. I'll spell that for you. That's www.moodyand.co. How about that for transparency? Dosing instructions are on each bottle and their tinctures feature graduated droppers so you can be sure you are taking exactly what you need. With all the uncertainty about what goes into the products that go into you, you can rest easy with Moody & Co. CBD. Available at www.moodyand.co or on the shelf in Memphis and Oxford, Mississippi locations of Nail Bar & Co. Once again, I'll spell that website for you. It's www.moodeand.co. And now to our episode. Oh yeah, you got the you have Amazon uh, Echoes and stuff like that in your house. Hell no. So she you, doesn't wear a seatbelt. Right. Okay, that's true. Exactly. That's true. Do you think do you are you like a lot of people feel like this? So do you feel like the thing is listening to you yes. and recording like when you're having a conversation with yes. a friend or something in your house? Yes. So is this thing though? Yes. That's what I said. Like yeah, because yeah. our phone, you know, they say. Oh, how can we, how can we have those cobalt mines in Africa? But I was like, but you're posting the article you're sharing about, about the cobalt mine on your iPhone that has <laughs> the cobalt in it. Yes. You know, it's just like, I don't know, my mom, mom, I got my mom one. Um, cause it's like 10 bucks on like, you know, that Amazon does that special mm-hmm. at once a year. And I, and she, she, she unplugged it and she put it in the garage. <laughs> like, I was like, where's the Amazon dot I got you? Because, because <laughs> She's like, oh, that little thing that you just say something is plays music. I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, it's in the garage. I was like, why is it in the? I bought it so you guys can listen to music and stuff if you wanted to. Like, you just yeah. play play Amita Bitch and Greatest Hits or whatever, and they would play play it. She's like, no, I don't want it. You can take it home with you. <laughs> I was like, Thanks and of course, not. my fucking poor father is just sitting there, and He's you know, like, he, I kind of wanted. He it. loves that. You know, he loved that he could just listen to songs from like and yeah. say a name of a song and it plays it. You know. And my mom's like, no, we're not going to have that in the house. I'm like, as she's 
talking to me on the on texting her brother on the iPhone. You know, yes. I'm like, but if I'm I told every piece of information, yeah. If I told my mom that though about the iPhone, she would probably get rid of her iPhone. I, that is a goal. So what kind of phone are you going to use? I don't know. So this um, this lady I follow, I've read a few of her books, and she this has been probably close to a year ago now. She sent out like a uh, email, like a workbook of how to like plug out of your phone, and she just has one of those like old school, like not smartphones, like a flip phone. It's something. It's just not a smartphone. Yeah. So they can't like track you. But so you there's also, no internet on it. Yes, at all. you don't have internet. You don't have like maps, and like I wouldn't know where the fuck to go if I didn't have my GPS on my phone. So like, yeah, yeah, I'm not there yet. It's a goal though. I would like to get to that point. The TV shows my parents watch have like older people t- uh, ads. I mean, you know, on there uh-huh. and like there, I know exactly which phone, what kind of phone you're talking about. It's like a senior phone, like yeah. where the button's the biggest shit. Yeah. And it's like a, yeah. And it's like, there's nothing on there and it's like twenty nine ninety nine to buy the phone yeah. and that's it. And like $5 a month or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a don't, goal. don't do that. Cause okay. I will say this about not having TV though. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Not having to sit through ads and commercials. Is life changing? This is not 1980. We have Netflix and stuff. Who watches commercials? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, like, on like TV, TV. Oh, fuck that! Yeah, like games and stuff. Because that's the only time I really I'll go down to Marx's and and watch like basketball games and stuff. And it's like the commercials just irritate my soul now. Well, you know when we watch when we're watching a football game, this is the worst. You will literally watch the same commercial like ten times. Yeah. Because it's either going to be like Chili's or Bud Light or Buffalo Wild Wings, right? It's yeah. one of those big three. And it's always the same commercial throughout that because the sponsors for that game. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like I, I, I follow you on the commercial thing because Netflix has spoiled us with the commercials, yeah. right? Because they were the first – I think they were the first ones that came out with you can watch all the season at one day if you wanted. Yeah. There's no commercials. There's nothing. And now some stuff – they're only released once a week. And I'm like, fuck you, man. I want it all now, you know, like, and like how they decided to do the stop the password sharing thing, you know, Oh yeah. which backfired for them in America, but in, yeah. other, in other countries, they actually implemented it. Uh-huh. But in a year over year, the people we were, were like, like, no, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Because they were like, well, how do you expect, because you're going to have five tap or five, you know, you can have the mm. tier that has like the five um, logins or devices. I mean, how do you expect people that don't live in your house to have to come to your house to log onto the Wi-Fi? That's, that, that's what I'm saying. Then We're that's trying to convince people to have sex with robots. People are not coming to people's houses. <laughs> that's not a thing. Yeah. And that and that's I'm just telling you. And, and that was one of the pushbacks. People were like, well, we don't live with our parents. So my, when my mom is her device is one of my yeah. devices on my plan. And that was the big thing. That's like, oh, well, shit, you know, we can't do it here. And everyone, yeah. everyone fought them. Like they said, oh, that was unsupposed. That wasn't supposed to go out in America. That was just for like, other countries. Like, oh, sure. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Sure. But no, sex with robots. I would do it if everyone I was with was going to go do it. But like, I didn't want to do it by myself. Like, I don't be the weird having sex with a robot, you know? I mean, I feel like, like. Try anything once, but like, don't make it a part of your regular. Routine. Yeah, but the, the but the robot is going to cost the same as probably the woman does, like the real woman. Yeah, and I'd rather have a real woman 
on me than some or machine on, like, you know? Right. But, like, that's what I'm saying. They're going to normalize that, though. Like, they're going to totally normalize that where it doesn't feel weird and creepy. I bet, like, overseas in, like, China and Japan and stuff like that, I bet it's, like, socially acceptable over there. Totally. I guarantee it. How long do you, do you think it'll be socially acceptable here in America? Yeah. Like, how long? Like, right now, if I want to go no. buy a sex doll, it's a robot? No, not right now. But, like, by the time they're ready to roll it out in America, we'll have everybody so scared to, like, speak against it that it'll just, like, slide right in. Like, boop. And it'll be normal. This is like that movie with Will Smith where he has the robo- robotic arm. Remember, and everyone has a robot that's like a, like a little house cleaner or something like that? Yes. It's ex machnia. That's what that is. That was a sex robot. Oh, that movie was a sex robot? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't either. It's a great movie. Yeah, see? They've been desensitizing us to that for a while. (laughs) You're onto something. (laughs) You're onto something. Is it a new movie? No, I haven't been out like a long time. Yeah, that's an old movie. Yikes. (laughs) But back to my was saying... If my other friends, if I ever go to like whatever and they would, they would do it, I would do it too. I'm not going to say no, but I'm not going to be the weird one doing it by myself. Okay. So out of your friends, who would be the one that would suggest it? If not you. Probably me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, you guys want to go and have some robot sex? Like, I don't know. Like, so maybe I would be. Okay. You know what? My answer is probably going to be yes. I would have sex with a robot in China or Japan. <laughs> You would be the instigator. Yeah. Okay. So is it a full-on robot? Like, yeah, it's flesh? Like, is it like the movie I'm talking about? Or is it, you can tell it's fake? It, you know how they sell those sex dolls are like eight grand? Yeah. Like, I think it's something like that, but it's like more. Like a real doll. Yeah, but it's more lightweight, so it's not as heavy as that thing would be or something. I haven't looked into it, but, I mean, it, like, they have brothels in Amsterdam that are just robots. Yes. They have that in Barcelona, too. Yeah. Did y'all see them by any chance? No, but I did hear about it when I was looking up Barcelona when I was before we went. Oh. Uh, you went to Barcelona with Marks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've been on two trips with him. Nice. Have you been on trips with him? Yeah. Uh, just, like, small ones. Oh, okay. Like, we went to, um, last year we went, like, Yellowstone, Jackson Hole. Um, oh, just. That's, that sounds yeah. badass. And then we went to Mexico, Bahamas. Just like those aren't little trips. Those well, are like badass trips. <laughs> no, they were, they were. But like you know how he travels. You know how he travels. He's usually like two weeks somewhere, like jet setting internationally. Compared to that, like we've just been on like like getaways. Yeah, yeah, yeah like quick. Like let's go see some mountains. Mm. You know, our friend Paulie is in Thailand right now, and I, I saw I, I sent a message to him on his Snapchat. I was like, bro, I wish I, I was like, I wish I, uh, I was like, if I was Tony, man, I would be there when next time y'all win. He's like, well, why don't you come? I was like, I don't have the, 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 the time off. Like he does. He yeah. has he's like six weeks or something. I was like, I, I got two weeks. The only time I'm getting three weeks is after eight years of service. You could go to Thailand in a week. Yeah. You could do Thailand in a week. Also, you're just making excuses. Nah, like, that's not long enough. This is like the eighth <laughs> synchronicity for Thailand because I've been looking into going in September. Are you really? Yeah. How long are you going to be gone for? I think like 10 days, which hold on. You could still do that. 
See, this is what you should have talked to Marks about is like he he talked about all the like travel hacks with the credit cards and like money and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can travel hack your time too with work. So if you have if you have two weeks off, if you just take one of those weeks, but then you plan your travel around the uh, weekends, the weekends and holidays. So like if holidays fall on like a Monday. You know, like mm. like uh, President's Day or whatever, like whatever holidays your work gives you off already. You just have to you have to hack your time around that. We too. work all week holidays. The only ho- two holidays we have off is Thanksgiving and Christmas. Okay, so that's your options. Then <laughs> <laughs> but we get free days, so I guess we could tag it. I don't know. Like I would love to go, but I I, I would want to go for like two weeks. But I don't want to use all my PTO or yeah, I'm off. What else are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to we go are we not going to Columbia? I'm just saying like Ooh, I'm going to Columbia what part? Um Medellin. Yeah. I'm doing Medellin, Cartagena and uh Bogota, Bogota. When are you going? May 14th. I'm going I'll I'm going there from Morocco. <laughs> yeah. That's a trek. Hell yes. Oh, yeah. I think I'm actually coming back in stateside because yeah. it's cheaper and going back down. Which Cartagena is super warm. We weren't there in August. We go there? Yeah, August. So hot. It's beautiful, but it's hot as fuck. There. Yeah. But yeah, my buddy wants to go for his birthday, but we're nice. going in June, like the middle of June. Allegedly. I mean, I don't know. Accuse. I sent this guy's information that I know that lives down there. Awesome. Like, no, this uh, other guy. It's um, kind of Rob. And uh, I don't know what the deal is, like getting shit booked, but allegedly we're going in June. But my point, though, is you're not doing anything else with your time. That's right. Do it. You're making a lot of excuses. No, I'm saying I got I got two things booked. Nice. Well, I got one thing booked. But the other thing I have to book with my family. I mean, if if if. Thailand is something you really want to do. You can make time to do well, it. Well, that and I can take the time off. I just won't get paid for that. Those days, I'm, you know, like they have, they have said that something like that, but people do Dude, that. Yes. But like, it, see, this is what you need her f- to be a life coach so she can that's right. cut through your bullshit. That's right. Yeah. No one's bullshitting. I'm being serious. You're making excuses. There it is. What is your self limiting belief around deserving travel? Huh? <laughs> I need to work for this job that doesn't give a fuck about me. <laughs> They're going to cut me in 15 years, but I can't take two day or two weeks off. I can take the two weeks off. I just, okay, I guess I don't want to lose not the money. I'm not getting paid. Well, okay, but still, if you have two weeks paid, take one week and then your weekend stacked on both ends, that's a proper trip. Yeah. You know, that's still like. Because even Leah told you when she was over here that you don't need two weeks to go to Thailand and she's been there. I just always hear people go for like two weeks when they go. Well, yeah, that'd be ideal. Honestly, two weeks is a long time to be away it's from home. It's a long time. I was just in Alaska for two weeks. That's a long time. What are you doing there? Just, Whatever. Yeah. She's living her best life. <laughs> I mean, hell yeah. This is listening Not to making talk. excuses. <laughs> That's right. I, um, I went snowboarding and uh, saw the badass northern lights. And That'd be something cool to see too. The Iditarod was there while I was there. Is that the still, dogs? The they dogs still do that? Water? Yeah, yeah. So I got to see the the uh, Iditarod take off. I got to see the first eight teams 
start. That's really cool. Yeah, man. it was really cool. So what else do you make excuses for that we can talk oh, to yeah, our, yeah. our therapist? That's right. Nothing. Uh, let me let me bring something up. <clears throat> so this bitch said that he was going to write down some goals. Okay. And he had like all these goals. And the, he was, the podcast is not about. Fuck up. It's not about me. It's, it's, it's my podcast. He's awake now. Let's. let's yeah, now he's ready. Is he not happy? Is that? It, it's my podcast, so I like to direct the conversation. Let's yes, sir. So he had these goals. They were like lofty goals. Yeah. And how are your goals going? You're, the, we're, we're three months into the year. The money part is going pretty good, actually. Okay. Um, the communication with my friends part is going better, except for one. Uh, and um, the, my working out hasn't even taken off yet. But I haven't gained any weight. But the thing is, he just made a good... He just said two and a half months into the year, and I still haven't lost any weight from January. So, like, I'm, like, right there still, like, where I was in January. Yeah. So I'm not doing anything with that which is a problem because i need to be healthier so i can live longer yeah and i know that and especially I just, if you're gonna wait to travel until after you retire <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> oh man no but, but, but he's Full right cycle. he's right so the of course i'm right <laughs> three three out of the four are going okay but the what is your communication with your friends what friends are you talking to like i make eye contact and stuff like that like when I'm having a conversation, like in like like a one on one conversation, because oh, I, I used okay. to be have a really so I, I was doing with you earlier. Then that's that's when I, I was like that's when I just looked you like I had looking like the face, you know, uh-huh. because like I'll just I, I'm paying attention, but people think I'm not, and sometimes they'll, they'll say something to Tony, like not in a bad way, you know, like I don't think he pays attention, and I was like, so then I have to go to the, my fat friend, and be like, hey, look, I'm sorry that, but I I was paying attention, I just. I have a hard time looking at people in the face uh-huh. sometimes when I talk to them. And, uh, and then so, so then, not like quantity of talking to your friends, but like quality. Yeah. I like that. When's uh, your birthday? Uh, January 2nd. Go, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? My, my, my friend Mark says that he's disappointed that I'm a Capricorn. Because I guess <laughs> yeah, Capricorns oh, are supposed to be like, he's the quintessential Capricorn. Yeah. No, Which, no, uh, not that Mark. Oh, oh, Mark. Uh, Mark okay, Mark's, Mark Strouser. Oh, Mark's is also a Capricorn, and he, oh, that's right. Yeah. He's like quintessential. Yeah, you're Capricorn. nothing like Brian Marks either. <laughs> you're defective. That's what I was saying. Like, I think I have something wrong with maybe me. your mom lied about your birthday, man. T- maybe that's your that's your adoption day because <laughs> you, you do kind you kind of Mexican looking. <laughs> now look, look. I'm glad you're awake. Thank you for waking up for the podcast. I, like, mean, I, had, to, I had to be here. But like, but like, so there was somebody was saying something about, oh, they just talked to people in Spanish because they assumed they were Spanish. Brian. Oh, that's right. And I was like, that's what people do to me. <laughs> they just speak Spanish to me all the time. Really? Yeah. Like they'll say something in Spanish. Like when we were in uh, Colombia, they would like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I don't understand. And they're like, oh, oh, you. And they're like stunned. I didn't know what they were saying because they let's just assume from the way I look. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know Spanish? No. <laughs> do you have any goals to learn it? <laughs> no. What are some of your goals? Yeah. Let's talk about that. The money? No, like just outside of that bullshit that you wrote down on the paper. Like, what are your real goals? Those are my real goals. If they're your real goals, you'd be trying to accomplish them. I mean, I'm working. Besides the working out part, everything else is working. Going. Nothing else is going to matter if you're unhealthy. 
Mm-hmm. That's true. Like if your mental is not there, because that's a big part of it. Oh, I understand the question now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't think I was speaking Spanish. No, no. <laughs> um, so one, one, learn Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> one of my things is I need to uh, get a therapist and uh, Blue Cross Blue Shields is what my insurance is. They're looking for the therapists that have availability. That's currently. A thing. So because none of them have in person right now. That's a thing. And uh, so many of them are having so many clients because of like COVID yeah. fucked a lot of people. Even, like some people are just a little fucked up, I guess. But with, with COVID happened, <laughs> yes. I guess they got more fucked up. And like I'm not trying to make fun, but like No, you know, you're people, right. People, There's people a wait like, list for like every therapist everywhere. Because I when I called them, um because our friend Brad uh uh, he's like, hey, you need to call your insurance, and then they'll they'll figure it out who has availability and stuff. And that's what I did. So they they send you email, you know, they don't really call on the phone, and they uh, they still they still haven't found anybody that is willing to take new clients right now. But they st- they're not going to stop until they find, you know. I was like, all right, yeah, that's the thing because a lot of the clients that I work with, they're also working with therapists, mm-hmm. and so like the coaching that I do, like. There's a lot of overlap, but it's two very distinguished things. So, like, I work with people that also are seeing therapists. And it's a thing. Like, if they already aren't on a schedule, like, if they're trying to get into, like, a new therapist or, you know, start a new therapy, whatever, everybody is waitlisted right now. It's wild. And it is. It's because of COVID. Like, it just the compilation of the last three years have just weighed on people. And, I mean, good that, like, people are trying to get in instead of not <laughs> you know yeah but so i'm just waiting on that and then maybe they she can help me with why or her or him or what whoever it is you know because you know they ask you like do you want a man do you want a woman or you know is there a specific kind and i was like not real i mean i don't care you know um i just need to talk to somebody to maybe try to help me with um <clears throat> with um why i do chaotic behavior all the time and you know ooh, can we dive into that that so, would be fun but like so that's why i need to that's what i'm waiting on let right me now. ask this question i used to tell him all the time i said go see a therapist i don't need a fucking therapist then i would say something to him you're not a fucking therapist so then he got on better help or what was it better help Betterhelp.com, yeah. He got a therapist, and he didn't like what the therapist was saying. Now, this is a licensed person, and he yeah. didn't like what he was now, hearing. Now, no, I'm not done talking. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then, so, like, all this other time, I was like, well, you told me you didn't need a therapist, so why are you seeking therapy now? Don't do it because I said you need it. You need to do it because you want to do it. Because you're not going to stick with anything just because somebody else told you to do it. That's true. No, no, you're absolutely... Oh, I'm not even going to say because you can be like, I know I'm right. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, um, the therapy, he's always told me... No, like, but why, do you, why are you seeking it now if you never thought that you needed it? That's my question. Oh, I, I never thought I needed it because I didn't think anything was wrong with my head. Okay, then right? that's my point. So, so why now, get it? Well, now I know that there's something wrong, right? What was the light switch? Oh, Ooh, yeah. Just like you know, I'll I'll lose weight, and then I'll gain like five more pounds back that I originally lost. Right. So if I lost ten, I'd gain fifteen back. If I lost, you know, whatever. Yeah. So that's like a cycle that's chaotic that I always do. Yeah. And that's something that I want to work on. Yes. So if I can get somebody to 
you know, I'm sure he could help me with that. And I know he could, you know, even though he's not licensed, he's still, you know, he knows what he's talking about usually. Yeah. But like, that's one of the, that's one of the things that uh, I need to work on with my, you know, with the therapist or something like that. Yeah. So that's kind of how I got from my fitness studio to what I'm doing now is I was, I would coach, I would have like coaching sessions with my personal training clients and my fitness clients and stuff. And the conversations that we would get into would have nothing to do with their like physical health. We would get into conversations that would be all about like, why are you sabotaging your workouts? Like, why are you like doing so good for three weeks and then going off the rails, you know, like, if you're saying, like, just like you were saying, like, you have goals, what are they? What are you doing to accomplish them? Like, if you're saying you want to lose weight, like, why are, like, we're giving you the template. We're giving you the script. We're, we're telling you exactly what yeah. you need to do, when you need to show up, what you need to eat, how often, da 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 So, like, it's not a lack of knowledge now. So, like, let's dive in. What is it? And I was starting to get into all of these conversations with people about these sabotaging behaviors, like self-limiting beliefs. They have, especially women, but not just women. Like we have this like idea that we don't deserve to, you know, be healthy and treat ourselves well because society never taught us to treat ourselves well or taught us that we deserve to treat ourselves well. And so we live in a society that's very much like you go and like you sacrifice yourself and you sacrifice your health and your time and your free time and, and your self-worth in order to accomplish things. And so to have to take time to be healthy and do all the things that make you healthy literally goes against the book of what society is teaching us. So there's, there's probably a lot of underlying stuff like that there that it's like every time you start getting healthy, there's something subconsciously in you that's like, oop. Nope, can't do that. That's wrong. It's wrong to be healthy. It's wrong to take time for yourself, right? Yeah. But, like, that's not true. That's the story we're telling ourselves because that's the story we've been taught, especially people, like, around our age. Like, we're in that generation that our parents and grandparents, they came through, like, the depression, and it was wrong to take any amount of time to do anything for yourself. Like, downtime? What is that? You know? And, like, back then, it's like, the jobs were active. We didn't have to like go to the gym and like pick up a weight, you know, yeah, like it was, just, it was just there. But now we do have to like carve out that time to do those things. And so it, it is a lot of times it's a mental, it's a mental thing that we have to balance and get, like get over that hump to convince ourselves that we actually do deserve to take that time for ourselves. And we do deserve to be healthy and we do deserve to feel good. That's the ultimate thing. Like, you can look however you want to look. Fuck it. Everybody's got their own body type, whatever. You know? But, like, do you feel good? Like, do you sleep good at night? Do you have energy during the day? You know? Do you do you feel good in yourself and with yourself and about yourself? That's what working out does. So, like, what's there that keeps you from that? I don't know. And that's what I need to figure out, right? Because you're right, because I'll get, you know, these little wins at the gym. Yeah. And it's a little win, little win, little win. And I'll, I don't know what triggers, like, I, I don't, I really don't know what it is 
that, okay. And I go, you know what? I'm going to, I'm good for a couple of days, you know, like, or whatever. Like, I don't know what it is. Cause I've lost a lot of weight before. I've gained all of it back. I've lost a lot of weight before, gained some of it back. You know, I've, done, I've probably, I don't know how many pounds I've been up and down, like my whole, since we started, Tony got me to the gym for the first time. But it's been, I don't know, like maybe a thousand pounds, probably. I don't ever know. Yeah. But like, it's been a lot. It's always up and down, up and down, you know? So if you have the capacity to lose, a thousand pounds, because that's essentially what you're saying is like you've lost a thousand pounds. Like if you have that willpower and that capacity, like there is something else going on that's keeping you from like if you lose 20 pounds, just keeping it off, like doing the things that you know you should do to just keep off that 20 pounds, because keeping off 20 pounds physically is a lot easier than losing a thousand pounds. Right. One hundred percent correct. But like, what are those things? Like, why do you want to lose weight? Oh, uh, just to be just to be healthier. Like, it, it's not a you know obviously too it's a veiny too you know or you know being vain because you want to look better you know or yeah. whatever like you want to look good in that clothes or whatever but like mainly just to be around man longer yeah like that's it just that's that's my number one reason. And and to look good, you know. Is it? What? Is that really the reason why? Yes. Interesting. Because originally the first time he lost weight is because of our friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. Oh, went, God. Just, just be honest, man. Stop lying. It's oh, like, so oh, my bad. My bad. I understand your question now. See, how do you I, not I, understand I don't know. I don't know. So he's saying I always lose the... Okay, my bad. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. Why do you I not always, do this time I always lose weight... For a reason. And that the reason is never myself. Okay, I'm sorry. Now I got what she's... Okay, sorry. That's I'm, so... That's that's love. totally common, though. Like, I mean, think about it. We're a lot less likely to let somebody else down than we are to let ourselves down, right? 100%. That's, like, that's human nature. Like, we feel much more obligated to other people than we do ourselves. And it it goes back to what I was saying a second ago. Like, nobody taught us that, like, we should actually feel just as obligated to ourselves as we do other people. What we were taught, especially in the South and the Bible Belt, and especially women, but not just women, what we were taught is that it's selfish if we feel that amount of obligation to ourselves that we do to other people. But what is that? I mean, look at what type of society that has created with that mentality. We're all being sacrificial lambs for our jobs and for other people, but we're all like overweight, tired and miserable. Yeah. It's just like you were just saying you wouldn't take a trip because you can't take the time off. So you're, putting your job before your time just like you're you're putting working out and losing weight on somebody else's agenda like their wedding yeah yeah it's all external factors. and i don't know why i always <clears throat> always have to have like that reason you know like oh okay i'm gonna be in this wedding in october it's that's you know, totally like, normal so like i don't but i that's, Maybe that's the thing. why you're a bridesmaid this is something I don't want to talk about because it's really <laughs> nothing I want to talk about. I'm not a fucking bridesmaid. Okay. Are you on the male, the groom or the bride's side? 
It's this is twenty. Just answer the question, this, man. Is, this is twenty twenty three. Just answer That's the question. That's nineteen twenty. Just answer the question. Whose side are you on? I've been best. This I've been friends with this girl for like two. He's and a half. Ducky from uh, Pretty in Pink. <laughs> no, but uh, no, I, I'm a. I am on the bride side. Bride side. So you're a bridesmaid. Yeah, it's twenty twenty three. Fuck it. No, but um, yeah, I'm not a fucking bridesmaid. <laughs> It's called, are you going to a retreat it's for called like are you, are you, man? Are you going to a bachelorette? <laughs> are you going to a bachelorette party or a bachelor party? Just answer the question, <laughs> you man. Know what? Fuck you. Go be tired again. God damn it. They got rejuvenated. <laughs> off your tea. bullshit. What you got in that tea over there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's in the tea for real? You got mushrooms yeah. in there, man? Like what the fuck? <laughs> no, uh it is a uh it is a retreat for friends. It's a spa retreat. Nice. I don't How know. How many of the people on the retreat like penis? Also, it's still 2023. <laughs> that, you got to get more specific. I mean, did you have these questions written down on a notepad or something, man? Because yeah. you're firing them yeah. off, baby boy. Y'all said y'all don't have questions written. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Um, Goshi or goat, goat. Hey, come penis? on, man. Come on. Uh, everyone on the trip. Zach. Likes the penis. But me. Okay. <laughs> That's up for debate. But like, uh, no, like. God damn it! Now, 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 I definitely don't want to go because I was saying something the other day, like, oh yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want to really go. And then she was like, you fucking coming, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. Oh, let me ask you. Okay, let me bring up another thing. So when we were about to record yesterday, she called you, and what did she ask you to do? Fuck! What did you? Seventy-five what? Oh God! Yeah, she asked me to do seventy-five hard with her. And then what did you tell her? You said we can do it on Monday. Yeah, we can start on Monday. Okay. What are we doing at the end of this month? <gasps> We're going on a trip. And what do you think you're going to do on that trip? I'm going to fucking party. <laughs> Maybe I should wait till April to start this. I mean, that's <laughs> the point of 75 hard, though. It's supposed to be hard. Yeah, but so I want something you're truly dedicated to. I don't want to ruin my fun time, though. But you know what? I don't know, man. I don't want to. Fuck. That's two weeks. That's 14 days. Maybe I'll just, I'll still work out, but I just won't start that till we come back from the trip. Because, because I don't want to start from What do you think about setting hard? Do you like the program? No. I don't think it's a good thing. I think it's just setting people for failure. Mm -hmm. I think you'll do something regiment it for a long time and then go back to your old habits and you'll probably hate yeah. yourself for doing so that. it plays off of motivation which is kind of like what you can follow with your patterns is it plays off motivation and in my opinion motivation is bullshit yeah you you need habits you need to develop habits that are congruent with your life and your goals that you can actually consistently do and that's one and that mesh well with your life like, I'm not, I mean, I I owned a fitness studio. I'm not in the gym for two hours a day every day. Yeah. Um, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for my lifestyle. It's not something sustainable. So, like, why would I even start it? You know, like, the whole 30 and 75 hard, like, it's it's so complex. And I think a lot of, like, marketing tools in the fitness industry like to make things complex because they like to sell things that they, they – they can like market as like we have the answer that nobody else has. And so they make things really complex and it's really not that complex. Like if it's not sustainable and it's not healthy and serving you and it's not making you feel better and look better too, because there's nothing wrong with vanity. There's nothing wrong with wanting to feel good in your clothes or look good naked. Like there's nothing wrong with it. 
But like, if it's not sustainable, it's not something that you can do long term. Like, why why do it for seventy five days? Why yeah. do it for thirty days? Just Even the guy that created the program doesn't stick to his own program. So he's oh wait, I've, but he's done it though, right? He goes and parties on his trip. I bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you, yeah. <laughs> is that the guy that you that the black and white videos you post all the time? No. Oh, okay. That's doesn't Bedros. he kind of? Oh, <gasps> Bedros Koulian. He was my coach. That's guy. I love him. He's awesome. I paid him a shit ton of money, and he coached me for three years. I fucking love him. Yeah, he's got some good information. I've been out to his HQ so many times. What did he coach you in? Um, when I had my fitness studio, oh, okay. He, I was in his mastermind programs um, for like three years. Love the guy. Love that guy. He knows his shit. Let me play. I, I love this clip. I just found it. I think I heard. I heard about him a while ago. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I, it's been popping up on my YouTube. But then he he had this clip came up the other day, and I was like, oh, man, that man's made it. Dude, he really has. Because, like, when I... How did he start? He was a He's like an trainer. immigrant, right? Yeah. He's um, he's a first-generation uh, immigrant. His parents came over dirt poor to California. He ate out of dumpsters and had lice, Jeez. and his dad had to, like, pour gasoline on his head because they couldn't afford lice treatment. I mean, all this stuff. Like, he's got such a cool story. Um, but, yeah, listen to this clip right here. How you carry yourself, how you dress, and how you treat your body is a direct representation of what's happening in your head. And if you're like, man, I am so sloppy and I care so little about myself that I'm going to wear some elastic waist shorts, sandals, and an oversized t-shirt to go to Circle K or Albertsons or the grocery store to buy another bag of Cheetos or Ho-Hos and come, like, that's nasty, man. Like, who would want to hang out with that person, have a child with that person, a relationship with that person? How you keep your body, how you keep your fitness, how you keep your mind how you keep your clothes, the energy that you walk in with, all tell me whether you're a winner or a loser. I'm here to tell you behind closed doors, everybody looks down on you when you carry yourself like a fat slob. Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom. We got something too. Uh, this was his private gym. Oh, yeah. BK string. Yeah. That's awesome. He let me and that girl go in there uh, when we were out there for a coaching program one time. Love that guy. Maybe you should hire her to be your life coach. Let's do it. Maybe. I'll fuck you up, homie. <laughs> Listen. So what would you go through, like, as far as, like, a session with somebody? How do you tell if you're able to work with somebody? So, okay. So the work that I do now, you have to be very aligned to work with me. And you have to be ready to do the work. Like, I can tell, like... I mean, just like you're you're calling him on on bullshit, making excuses like I do consults with people and I can tell just the questions I ask, like I can tell if they are ready to drop their bullshit or if they're still making excuses in their heads about it, then I'll like refer them like, hey, start here. Let's do this or whatever. But like for my coaching, like you have to be ready to do the work because the type of coaching that I do now it is transformative. Like people's lives literally change like for the better, you know, it doesn't always look like that at the time or in the process, you know, like I've seen a couple divorces go down and you know, all that, but like, it's always for the better because the people that come to me, they, they just have this like higher voice 
and they just know they're not in alignment with their highest potential and their highest self and their highest purpose, you know, and, and, but they don't know Mm -hmm. how to find that. And for a lot of people, it's trauma, self-limiting beliefs and trapped emotions that are keeping them from that alignment. And so they need help kind of, you know, I, I teach, but it's really unteaching, you know, like I, I teach people how to unlearn the bullshit stories that we've learned, like our parents have taught us or society has taught us, or we've just kind of like let stick to ourselves for whatever reason. And the story we're telling ourselves is actually bullshit and we can just like let that go. So people that typically come to me, like they, they gotta be ready (laughs) for that kind of work because it's very transformative. Like people's lives don't really stay the same. Mm hmm. But it's it's a good thing that they don't. That's what they come to me for. So if ask this Tony was a, if this was a session, question. if this was a session, would you have, would you have had directed him somewhere else? Uh no. Thank you. You would have took him on as a client. She said yes. Then why are you going badgering her? I'm just saying <laughs> yeah, you're not because, really answering the questions though, because every time I come up with a follow up, oh, that's what you mean. But hold on. Here's why. He he knows that his bullshit answers are bullshit. He's not attached to the bullshit. You're just really comfortable giving the bullshit answers. It's like it's just like it, it, it's not even a thought process anymore. It's like people ask you these same questions. I guarantee you, y'all have had these conversations. Oh, there's a hundred hours of conversations. Yeah, over. Yeah. And so you don't even think about it anymore. You just answer in the way that you have been taught to answer and know to answer. My job would be to interrupt that pattern and get you to actually start thinking again and actually give the true answers what they are now in 2023, not what they were 10 years ago, that you're, you, you have a stronghold on whatever those answers were from 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah, because it's like he, I think he thinks he's tricking me. When he gives he's me tricking his, himself. It's not really about you. But that's what I'm saying. Like, only person he's fooling him himself. Mm-hmm. He's not fooling me. I, I see you. Like, I see you more than most people. Yeah. So I can see through your bullshit. And then people think I'm mean to him. And they're like, why are you so mean to him? I'm like, you don't fucking see behind closed doors how he is. You see yeah. this jovial motherfucker, but you don't see the mess of a person that I live with. You're a mess. <laughs> We're all a mess. <laughs> Physically a mess. <laughs> And like, it's like they always talk about like, if your room is cluttered, it's cluttered up here. Yeah. That's him. My room isn't cluttered anymore. It's not because you chose to. It's because we forced you to do stuff. It's, that's what I'm saying. It should be something you want. You're a grown man. You just should be yeah. shit that you want to do. That's what I'm saying. It's not just the working out. It's like, you got to find out up here why you quit on yourself and why everything is mm. chaos. Because nothing like it doesn't matter if you go to the gym and get in shape and this you just you're a proven pattern of that. You've got to a certain point. Then you'll celebrate. What do you celebrate? You haven't even accomplished your goal. But like even if celebrating, like if you drop 20 pounds and you celebrate by falling off the wagon, like you're actually celebrating unhealth. You're not actually celebrating the health. You're celebrating the unhealthy. What? Well, because like. Your reward is yeah. something unhealthy. Oh, okay, yeah. Right? So, like, if you are actually on this road for health 
and longevity, why would you celebrate yourself by doing something unhealthy? That's where the answers are. Like, that's where you need to allow yourself to go is, is like, what, what limiting belief am I putting on myself or what, what trauma or, or what trapped emotion is in my body that keeps me thinking that, like, this pattern is okay. I really want to find this answer now. I was listening to Mike I mean, Dolce. For real. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Tommy. Let's go. <clears throat> for real. Like, I don't know. Mike Dolce was saying something the other day. Somebody asked her, like, do you do cheat meals? And he's like, do you cheat on your wife? And the person's like, what? And that's essentially what he's saying is, like, why would you want to do something that's bad for you? Yeah. Like, if you're trying to get to a certain point, like, why are you going to revert back to the thing that made you sloppy or whatever? Yep. Which I'm a big fan of 80-20. Yeah. Like... And and honestly, I mean, like, sorry, I could, could answer that because <laughs> when I when I fuck it, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I know that I struggle with because of my conditioning and my trauma is I have I have a complex with discipline, and like I mean I ran a business like I, so it's not that I can't be disciplined. It's not that I don't know how to be, and it's not that I'm not good at it. But, like, there was something deeper in my mind and in my body that, like, I just don't like it. <laughs> you know, like, don't fucking tell me what to do, you know? And so being really regimented like that, in my mind, is a form of that. It's a form of telling me what to do. So, like, I I like the 80-20 because it gives me an out. Mm. And I know that's why. I know that's what it is. It gives me an out. But... Because I have worked on my own physical health and where it comes from, and it comes from a better place. So, like, even I don't even call it cheat meals anymore because that's not what it is. But even if I eat off of my regimen, it's not going to be something shitty. Yeah, It's going to be something slightly less clean and healthy, but it's not going to be something shitty, you know, because I don't want to feel like shit. Like, mama's got stuff to do. I don't have time to feel like shit, you know? And I don't want to feel like shit, and I don't deserve to feel like shit. Do you drink? Hardly ever. So I did uh, about two years ago, I did a DMT session in Mexico. Holy cow. And the thing, man. <laughs> so cool. It was wild. Um, but I woke up the next morning and did not want caffeine. And did not want alcohol. And that, like, I wasn't a huge drinker before then because, again, like, I don't want to feel like shit. I'll go and socially have, like, a cocktail, mm -hmm. but, like, I usually won't even finish it. It'll just be to just be social, like a glass of wine or, like, a bougie cocktail just to have in my hand and sip while I'm being social. But I usually won't even finish it because I don't want to feel like shit. And... Uh, in the spiritual world that I'm, I like to stay in most most of the time. There's a whole other like segment to alcohol because alcohol is very low vibe, and so like I don't really dig anything that contributes to a low vibration. I like doing things that have contribute to a high vibration, and alcohol is very low vibe. Did you do like the toad? Mm -hmm. Finding oh, me okay. up, yeah, fuck you up. <laughs> Was it violent Wait. feeling when you did it? Did you yes. feel the death? Yes. I literally heard my soul get ripped out of my body and wow. then I was out. That's the last thing I heard. So like what what was the DMT you did? 
Oh. It wasn't that one. That's because you did like Bufa rhetoric. Yeah, and the yeah. Bufa. Oh, various. you did the smoked one? Yeah. Oh, oh so yeah, oh, I didn't know they were different. That you smoke. So yeah. this is what they take off the, t- like they scrape it off, like physically, yeah. like with, off the toad. Yeah. So they cut it, they, they cut an uh, incision on the, the certain type of toad, and then they get the secretion, and then they burn it somehow, like crystallize it, and then you smoke it. How long was the experience? Uh, like 40 minutes. Okay. Yeah, I just, I don't know what the version of DMT I did, but it was like just a businessman trip one. It was like super quick. I think maybe it was like six, maybe 10 minutes I was out. Yeah. You did a synthetic. Yeah, DMT. like the blasting yeah. off. Like, mm-hmm. That one was cool. I like that one <laughs> out of all the stuff I've done, but um, it was a weird feeling though. Sim- it like There's like this whole vibration going on my body. I felt like the music was like right in my head. I saw patterns and visuals I had never seen before. Yes. All of that. <laughs> and I remember the first time I did, I went back there and my buddy's like, hey, man. Uh, well, he's like, hey, man, do you want to try this? And I was like, sure. So he's like, come over to the house. I go over to his house. I walk in. They're playing like this chanting music and all that sort of <laughs> he's shit. Like, what and I'm like, oh, yeah. He's like, what this the is fuck? my life on yeah. a daily. Yeah. And I was like, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> and so like, hey, come back to the room. So I went back there with my buddy and sitting on his bed and he gives me the thing and Looks like a crack pipe. Yes. <laughs> and like I, I inhale it and it fucking hits the back of my throat. Yes. It just burns the back of my throat. And so like I try to lay down and then I uh I felt like the the tingling thing at first mm-hmm. or whatever. But the whole time it was bothering me, like the burning, you know, so I really couldn't focus. But like I said, the music sounded like it was in my head. And so I got up after it wore off and I go back out and this other guy's like, how did you blast off? And I was like, oh, I don't know what that means. But, you know, I like had this cool visuals and he's like, nah, man, you got to do it again. And I was like, man, I, I was just kept thinking about the burning feeling. Like it was like a chemical feeling in the back yes. of my throat. The synthetics are. It's yeah. very chemical. So that was man-made? Yeah. Like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And so then I go back there again and I go back there with a guy that's done it a bunch of times. My friend hadn't really done it. So he go back there and. He gives me the thing and I inhale. And this time I didn't hit, it didn't hit the back of my throat. So I let this puff of smoke, big puff of smoke comes out of my mouth. And then he's like, whoa. And then I was like, what the you're fuck, like, man? <laughs> like you do this all the time. Oh. And if you're saying, whoa, this, what the fuck's going to happen? So then I lay down the bed and I close my eyes and I see this bright, bright light blast. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, stop being a bitch. Stop being a bitch. <laughs> and so then I closed my eyes and I felt like I went somewhere. But that experience was a lot better than the first time because I yeah. didn't have that that uh, burning sensation. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool. It was definitely cool. I don't know. That's why I'm, we tried to tell him to do this type of stuff, and he's like afraid. But he would do like Gator Tales. This one? <laughs> yes. Okay, listen. Here's the progression. Lotus, Gator Tales. Lotus <laughs> tea. Well, okay, what is that? It's completely legal. It's a it's a psychedelic. But it's completely legal. Lotus tea, cannabis, ketamine, psilocybin. Then you can start to dabble in like ayahuasca or DMT, the the like heavier ones. But your intro is lotus tea, cannabis, psilocybin. Where can you buy the lotus tea at? What's the hardest one? Five and Mio DMT. Oh, let's go. Let's go do that. <laughs> Fuck the rest. Shit. I want to fucking knock it. Yeah, like, and I'm good. Just give me the yeah. big strongest thing. I mean, ayahuasca kind of scares me because I don't want to vomit for six hours. That doesn't really sound appealing. 
But the 5-MeO-DMT basically takes like a six-hour ayahuasca experience and condenses it to half an hour. <laughs> that's so that's what you did in Mexico? Yeah. So Holy I, shit. So I feel like, like Jack. So the the thing on the ayahuasca is you just don't know, right? Because you don't know if you're going to throw up or not or have any reactions, right? But so you're going to you're going to blast off or whatever. But you're going to see yeah, stuff. But like, yeah, typically the first session of ayahuasca you purge, and there's a point to that. The purge is supposed to happen. Same thing we were just talking about with my coaching, like. Like the purpose is the letting go. The the purpose is releasing all the shit that's not serving you, that's not actually yours. Like that's kind of essentially what the purging is in ayahuasca is like it's your physical body releasing all of that stuff. That's why your dad has all those demons come out when he does it. Your dad does Aya? <laughs> oh, they <laughs> call our friend his dad. <laughs> so, oh. I was like, wait, what? No. I, I, I bet, man, I wonder if Sam has done that kind of shit, man. I doubt it. I mean, they don't, they don't even drink. They've never, like, this is so weird. I don't know how I forgot this, but my dad used to smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone in Africa smokes cigarettes, I guess. It's just like the thing you do. Yeah. Everybody smokes. Yeah. And when we came here to America, there were the cigarettes called Dunhalls, and, uh... You know, I guess they sold them too or whatever, but like he smoked a little bit and he stopped smoking one day here. He's like, oh, I'm like the only person smoking, so I'm not going to smoke. So like tobacco is actually not bad. Like tobacco is, is especially like in Mexico and Peru and stuff like that, like it's it's used ceremonially. I actually did, um, I did a mushroom ceremony in 2021 with this Apache shaman on the reservation in San Diego and like part of the ceremony was the smoking and passing around the tobacco. The tobacco is actually not bad for you. It's actually there's health benefits to it. It's like the nicotine and all the carcinogens that we're putting in cigarettes now that's terrible for you. Have you done the rape? No. Um n- yes, yes, I did in Sedona. Yeah. Did you how did you feel about that? Did it burn? What is this one? Yeah, they blow this sm- smoke into your nose. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, it's not great. It feels I, like chlorine is in yeah, your nose. I feel like the pain what like didn't yield the benefits in comparison to other stuff that I've done. Yeah, it's like we, what, when I did the ayahuasca, they made you do the rape first. So I guess it mm-hmm. like clears you out. Yes. Oh, it, it clears like you, like your sinus, like it just it makes it perfect. Burns. And yeah. you gotta do it in both nostrils. Yeah. So like the first time, like, it's like because fuck. there's a point because like your right nostril is your masculine and your left is your feminine and so you have to balance and clear both sides out. It, it burns, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not great. <laughs> so have you not done ayahuasca? Mm-mm. Oh, I'm scared of it. So I literally had, um, I, I had a trip to Peru booked, mm. and then I ended up canceling it and doing the DMT in Mexico instead. Oh, okay. See, like, I always heard about the vomiting and the shitting and crying and stuff like that because I've had a bunch of friends that have done it. Mm-hmm. And so when we went to go do it, I was actually the only person. I knew the people putting it on, but I didn't know anybody else in the room with me. And they had asked me, like, who else here had not done it before? And I was the only person at the time that hadn't done it. And they're like, have you done any research on this? And I'm like, yeah, I've, you know, I've looked on YouTube. I've had friends that tell me about it and stuff like that. And the shaman was like, well, their experience is not your experience. And so that was like kind of calming because yeah. like you always hear this violent stuff. And, yeah. And I never purge at all. Like I didn't 
I didn't vomit. I didn't shit myself. I didn't even, you know, cry or anything like that. But there was a bunch of people in the room that were doing all the above. Mm-hmm. And there were some people that didn't purge or anything either. But like when people were purging, it sounded like violent. Yeah, it, it is. It doesn't sound good. It sounds like cartoonish. Almost. Yeah, it's very violent. I watched Billions, the, the season five. I started, I completely forgot about that show. Was that what they were doing in the beginning? Mm-hmm. Okay, I watched it because I remember Wags and him, well, Axelrod went outside, they had to throw up, and they were like in the little tent with shaman and shit. See, that's the other part of it I don't know if I can vibe with is like, because they're, it's a it's a group ceremonial mm-hmm. thing for the most part, especially yeah. when you go and do it in the indigenous places. And like you're all in the maloka and like there's tons of people and I, I just don't know how I feel about that. I'm not like I'm not really a big fan of crying and letting out my emotions in front of other people. Yeah. So would you be more open to do it if you went with like a group of close friends or something like that? I think I would be less likely to do it in a group of close friends because in my group of friends like I'm the friend that's like the stable one, uh, like, not stable. All uh, my friends uh, are stable. I, got, I understand what you're saying, <laughs> but like, I love you. Love you. <laughs> but like, I'm the I'm the one that's like the grounded one. You know, like we're not gonna cry about this today. We're gonna, you know, whatever. And so, like, I feel like I feel like I would be less inclined to do that because I don't want my friends looking at me like the weak one. Mm. It, it's trauma. I know that it's sounds fine. like him. Yeah. That's one of the things he said to us. He's like, I don't want y'all to see me cry. I'm like, yeah, it's like, but, but we all cry. Like, it's a thing. And I actually like that's one of the biggest hangups I have with my coaching now is like because I used to be so against crying. I was taught that it's like crying is for the weak and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's just how I was raised. And I have realized that like that's bullshit. And there's a reason we have tear ducts and there's a reason we have the like capacity to cry and we, there's a reason we have the urge to cry mm-hmm. and it's so that our body, it's another way of purging. Yeah. Just like ayahuasca, we vomit and shit. Crying is another way we purge and it's our body knowing that we need to like clear out some shit that's in there. So I'm less, less like I used to be now, but still like, so it's the, since doing the tote, has it really changed you? Would you totally. say? Totally. Completely. I like, I feel like I'm like close to a different person. So what going into it was the reason why you thought you need to do it? Um, I, so this was in 21 and I was on my like sojourn. Like I didn't really work that much that year. Um, I just sold my business. I moved to Nashville. And so like 2021 was all about healing me. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I knew I wanted to eventually help other people in the same capacity. So I was like, you know what, if I'm going to help other people, like I have to help myself. I have to experience for myself what I need. The issue is, and what I realized is like, I'm very stubborn and my stubbornness has made me very successful and, you know, gotten me a lot of things. So I'm very attached to my stubbornness. Yeah. Um, but for me, and this is not for everybody, but for me, plant medicine really helps me kind of get to, to the next level and get over those humps because a lot of times I'm like very stubborn and I'm very attached to the patterns and the ways that are keeping me here when I want to be here. Now, is it one of those things that you realize that you don't have control once you, this thing enters your system? Yes. So I think that's one of the things that a lot of people have a problem with. They don't want to give up the control. But then I always tell people like, 
especially I know people that drink, it's like you're doing, you're drinking, you don't have control. And that's even worse. That's something that's going to do detriment to your life. Right. But that's also one of the reasons I don't like drinking that yeah. much. <laughs> I don't like being out of control. But, yeah, but I, I, well, you have no choice. I mean, you know, you've done it. You have no choice. Like your ego dies and you lose all sense of control about what's happening, which is great. That's the great part. But like, it's also for people like me that are super ster- uh, stubborn mm-hmm. and like type A control freaks. Like it's the scariest part. Yeah. Would you do the venom toad? What was it called again? Yeah, the I, would, five I, I, don't, I don't think I would have a problem doing that one. I did see a video and it looked violent as fuck, though. This guy was like convulsing and shit, man. Like, yeah, it looked violent. But I've always heard that that like that's what they say might help Mike Tyson. Like yes. Mike Tyson did it and he, he says he became a different person after. He so the the place I did it in Mexico, their their advertisement has like a huge <laughs> picture of Tyson, Mike Tyson. Yeah, like on the side of the road. <laughs> Like, that is so know. cool. Yeah. Y'all know like, which one was doing. Tyson's little hut? I want to go that one. <laughs> yeah, take me to that one because that dude. Yeah, but like I told him, I, I think it would be beneficial, man. Like, what's the worst that can happen to you? Nothing. Nothing and that's bad. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, so I mainly work with, with clients, I mainly work with lotus tea, cannabis, and psilocybin. Mm. And like, for cannabis and psilocybin both, the amount that you would have to take for it to actually be detrimental to you is absurd. Yeah. Like, it's an absurd amount. Like, I mean, most of us know, like, you you hype up on too much cannabis, it's not going to be a good experience, mm-hmm. you know? What's psilocybin? Mushrooms. Magic mushrooms. Oh, oh yeah. okay. I was like, huh? Mushies. Yeah. Have you done lemon teching? Mm-mm. Have you done it yet? Have you no, ever done it? I haven't gotten my mine from a Goldrick yet. He has them, but I just keep not missing them every time I'm downtown. Mm. No, I just really like I like my plants. But the lemon teching is like you grind up the mushrooms. Apparently, this is my friend Ben. Actually, I want to have you back and have Ben on it. Oh, cool! But yeah. like, uh, you okay. grind them up and then you put like lemon juice on it for like twenty minutes or something. He yeah. said twenty minutes exactly. And then it, you do the shot of it, and he says it hits you faster and harder. Yeah, and doesn't last as long. Yeah. So you're, if you eat two bananas mm-hmm. before, it, it's kind of the same similar thing. Similar effect. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. What happened now? Oh, so you, instead of using lemon juice, you can use eat two bananas and then yeah. eat the mushrooms. Now it's not going to condense the experience like the lemon juice does, but um, it it helps absorb. Mm. Like you have a, a more heightened experience. Now, what have some of your people said as far as doing mushrooms in their journey? Did they, like, before going into it and after, what was their experience? So when I work with magic mushrooms with other people, with clients, it's always in a therapeutic way. It's always in a ceremonial way. So we always have intentions. I have personally never done drugs recreationally, um, and so I never take clients on that want to do it recreationally so like my screening process is is pretty legit because i want us to have a ceremonial and therapeutic intention and so it's always just like and another reason i love mushrooms above other things is mushrooms just kind of give you that sense of like just love Mm -hmm. you know like that's their underlying message and so like even if you have a hard trip 
you know, when you do it therapeutically, I, I always say there's no bad trips. But even if you have a hard trip, you always come out of it just way more um, attached to positive and way more attached to like the loving nature of yourself mm -hmm. and the loving nature of like people in your vicinity. And so when, when I take clients through it, we always have intentions and it's always like, there's something that they're trying to push through or there's something that they need clarity on or they need to learn. Um, and you know, we'll do integration after, and we always will eventually kind of like find our way and work our way into that clarity. But really, it's just the sense that they they get, you know, like they just have more like peace associated with whatever the outcome is mm -hmm. on that clarity. You know, it, it may be clarity that's not the answer they were hoping for. Yeah. Right. But it's like, I mean, if you've watched if you've watched stuff about it on YouTube or like documentaries and stuff, they they use magic mushrooms to take people through like their cancer journeys, you know. And so like having to come face to face with like the fact that you're actively dying and people like they lose their anxiety about it. They they just not immediately, but they find the peace in it. Yeah. You know, and for somebody to just like can go about life and actively know they're dying from cancer, like to have peace with that, like that's a big, <laughs> that's a big thing, you know? And so it's just, it's just that, that sense of love that it, it brings back to people. And, and it's, it's not anything that the medicine does per se, because that actually exists within us all already. Mm -hmm. We just need to be reminded of that. Yeah. Right. And, and the magic mushrooms, they, it literally rewires your brain. And so like, like you have these patterns that you're attached to that aren't serving you with your physical health. The, the mushrooms helps rewire, like physiologically, it helps you rewire away from those patterns and it helps you release those patterns so that you can rewire more healthy patterns. So it's not just like an emotional experience. It's not just like a fun experience. It's it's physiological. Like and there's there's changes happening in days and weeks after you do a dose, not just when you do a dose. I always tell them like I did mushrooms for the first time I think in 2020. Mm -hmm. And after I did it there was stuff that I used to tolerate that I didn't tolerate anymore. Yes. I always tell people it's like a reset. It's such a reset. What it's, causes what causes a bad trip? I've well, seen that's the, what they always say. There's not a bad trip. It's just something you have to deal with. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So, I, I mean, you can have a bad trip. If you, like, and, and one of the reasons that I don't do it recreationally and I don't preach for other people to do them recreationally is you can have a bad trip. I mean, if you take too much and then you go to a concert with a lot of bad energy or just too much like overstimulated or whatever that can be not fun but in a therapeutic setting there are mm. no bad trips there are hard trips i've had a very hard trip like i basically just like physically released trauma out of my body it looked like i was having a seizure for like five hours and i just sat there the shaman was like are you okay and i was like i'm this is awful, but I'm fine. It's this is fine. Oh, so you can like you can still hear people and stuff like. Yeah. Oh, so okay. that's the other thing I like about mushrooms is you don't ever completely leave the 3D world. Like the DMT will rip you into the 5D. You're gone. You're out. 
But with the mushrooms, you don't ever completely leave the 3D world. You're still very aware of your surroundings. You can be hallucinating, hallucinating your ass off and see, <laughs> like, I've had triangles scream at me like, for whatever reason. Um, but you don't ever, like, completely leave the 3D world. So it's it's a more manageable way to kind of, like, have that experience and allow some medicine to work on your behalf without completely getting your soul <laughs> ripped out of your body. Now, when you do it, do you see stuff when your eyes are open? I mean, I see stuff with my eyes open when I'm sober. <laughs> so, Yeah, because I'm only time I see visuals when my eyes are closed. Yeah. Like, I'll see art. I remember the first time I did it, I remember seeing this guy surfing this mountain. I see, like, I saw, like, art floating. The last time I did, I remember seeing a bunch of death. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it wasn't scary, though. Yeah. See, when I saw death, it was very scary. I watched my parents go from, like, infant, childhood, current age, old age, and then they turned into demons. Mm. <laughs> like, but my eyes were open. And really? I, like, I watched that with open eyes. It Holy wasn't, like, yeah. Yeah, because the only time, like I said, every single thing I've done, every t- I only see it when my eyes are closed, never when they're open, though. Mm-hmm. Huh. When you do the lemon ticket, maybe you should keep, like, just keep them open and see if you... Maybe you can see it then with your yeah. eyes open. Possibly. Yeah, why not? But I give clients like a little eye mask mm. and help them kind of like vibe out, you know, because it is easier to kind of like allow yourself mm. to drop into that space. A, you're not stimulated through your eyes, but B, it is more easy to kind of have those visuals and stuff and kind of yeah. drop into that space. Yeah. You should do a retreat too. Yeah, I was trying you to get lot, them. You got a lot to sign up in her, her oh, master Tell us about your retreats that you do. Yeah, so um, I'm doing a men's retreat here local. Technically, you're a man. In Memphis. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wait, I didn't know if you were talking to me or him. <laughs> I was like, uh, you you're like, damn, man. I'm yeah. a little bro it's you're, true. You're a bridesmaid, so there is that. Bridesman. <laughs> bridesman. And I don't know, man, like, I told her, man, about this. Uh, sorry. You should be honored that she asked you to be in her wedding. Yeah, and totally. I, I am. Of course I am. But I was like, Alex, um... Why is it not me marrying you? <laughs> I feel like there could be a whole episode for just <laughs> okay. my best friend's wedding. Get back to Are you Julia Roberts. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jude. <laughs> yeah. Will you uh, tell us what your retreats that yes. you're doing? So I have a men's retreat here at local in Memphis um, that it's going to be like we'll do like a little hike and drum circle and um, we're going to do like a divine masculine meditation. So it's just going to be like a very bro weekend like um, because I, t- I teach masculine and feminine polarity. And so my women's retreats that I do are also focused on the divine feminine Um, So I'm kind of doing like a little mini version of a men's version of that. So we'll do like a little divine masculine stuff. Um, And then we have a plant medicine ceremony and like fire pit and stuff that evening. Um, And private chef coming, like cooking all our meals and stuff. So that'll be cool. And then my women's retreats I do in Sedona because if you've never been to Sedona, it's fucking magical. Like you just like you literally drive in and like the energy just hits you. Why do the guys get Memphis and the women get Sedona? (laughs) That doesn't sound fair. So hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) This is your first men's one, though. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. This is my first men's one. Okay. During your hometown. Okay. And here's what I have found is I said when I set out to do this, I said I was only going to work with women. Hmm. 
And what I have found is I keep getting men clients and, and as long as I'm still aligned with what their needs are and what their goals are, I will work with them. And so I'm kind of doing like a little mini men's retreat to just kind of pilot. Mm, okay. I keep hitting that. Just how to pilot, like how how it would work and how men would respond in being led mm. <laughs> by a woman. Because when I do the Sedona retreat for men, if I need to collaborate with a men's coach to really optimize that, then I need to do that. So this is going to be kind of like the little test run. I got you. With it, that which is why it's just like a weekend. Okay. Because um, my women's retreats in Sedona are four days. Oh, shit. And yeah, they're great. We get Memphis a day less. Yeah. When is this retreat? It's April 22nd and 23rd. Don't touch that. Earth Day. It's on Earth Day. Do it. Do it. I'll think about it. it. Listen. That's already a no. That's an excuse. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Uh, what are you afraid of? Nothing. I just don't want to do it. It's fine. I mean, listen, (laughs) if you're not ready, then don't do it. For real. What are you ready to do? I don't know. If you don't know, we don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. I just don't want to. I just don't want to do it. No, but I'm talking about in general. What are you ready to do? I'm trying to make changes. You're trying or you're doing? I'm trying. I'm trying to get my head right with the therapy thing. Okay. You can't get therapy. So what's the next best thing you can possibly do? I don't know. Also, try is, fucking gym. <laughs> try is a filler word. Try is a subconscious filler word. When you when you know that you're not completely attached to what you're saying or what the outcome is going to be, you will put in filler words like that. Like, I'm working on this or I'm trying this or I'm going to do this. Those are all filler words. So it's not like you're consciously... Like you're not consciously making a decision to bullshit yourself or bullshit him. You're not. You're you're very attached to it and you don't even know that you're attached to it. And so it's a subconscious thing like your your subconscious mind will literally give you these filler words so that you feel good about feeding him the story that you're telling him. But you don't actually have to agree to it within yourself. You see what I mean? I don't like you anymore. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just sorry. Kidding, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but Not like, many uh, people do. <laughs> it's like, you said something to us the other day. He's like, why do I always quit on myself or whatever you said? And it's I, you, it's nobody else. It's like, why do you want to be mediocre if you don't have to be? I don't know. Also, do you feel like you're mediocre? I really don't. So you're comfortable the way you are right now? No, I mean I need to I need to work on things for sure, one hundred percent. I'm not the best version of myself. Okay, and that's what I want to be. So that's that's the difference. Is you don't think you're mediocre? Here's where y'all are off in your communication. Is you don't think you're mediocre because your higher self knows that you're meant. To not be mediocre. You're saying the same thing he just said, just in a different way. Like your higher consciousness knows that you're not a mediocre person. But like if you look at your patterns in your day-to-day life, that's what he's saying is they look 
mediocre compared to what you know you're capable of, and he's so close to you compared to what he knows you're capable of. It's just like that clip I played. It's like, what do people say in front of your face or what do they say behind your back? They don't say shit to my face. I mean, they'll tell you things, but they don't ever say anything to me. And then Tony's like, why don't you tell him yourself? If you, if you want to, if you know you're saying that, it'd probably be good for him to hear something like that. Say it to him. And then, I mean, I mean, they, they don't, but like, you know, he, he'll sometimes he tell, he tells me like, so he doesn't tell me who, who said it all the time. But sometimes he does, and I'm like, well, damn, man, I didn't know it was like that, you know? But, no, you're right. I'm not meant to be, me. I don't want to be mediocre, you know? And I don't believe I am currently, so never thought about it like that. Yeah, your higher consciousness knows what you're capable of and what you're meant for. And, like, if that's not in alignment with how you're living your life on a day-to-day, like, that's when you feel that, like, I should do this or I need to do this. But if uh, until you have that alignment with your body, which is a lot of like clearing out the bullshit, you know, until you have that alignment, you are not going to to find the ways to consistently keep yourself aligned with what you know you should be doing. Be doing. Right? You can should yourself to death all day long. Everybody does it, you know. But like it's 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 finding that alignment for yourself. Like what's in the way? Like if you know, like we mentally know, we all know we should work out, right? Yeah. We all know that. It's not like that's not a hidden <laughs> secret. We all know we should eat well. We all know that we should like moderate our alcohol and I mean, like, this is not like some complex secret like society that only they know. Like it's common knowledge, right? So, like, if we all know that and it's pretty simple information, why are we all not doing it? Right? It's not there, It's not a secret. Like, there's gyms everywhere. Yeah, it's like we know what to do at the gym. Right. And these were the conversations that I was getting into with my fitness clients that I was like, okay, there's something deeper here. Like, this is out of my scope. And so, like, I started getting all these life coaching certifications and holistic health certifications to be able to, like, talk to people about that. And that, that's kind of what led me to doing what I'm doing now. Because it's, it's, like, it's not hard. Like, when I was running my fitness studio, it, I, I, it's not because I was, like, genius. <laughs> you know, like, it, it didn't take, like, an incredibly intelligent person to do what we were doing. You know, like there are trainers out there that know new just enough to be dangerous. Don't get me wrong. You know, and I rightfully so had some of the best staff, I will admit. But, you know, it's like not rocket science what we were doing. Yeah. You know, and so it's like if, if everybody knows what to do, why are we all not doing it? Yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know something you can't be faulted for it. Right. But if you do know and you're not doing it, it's just like something It's else a there. disservice to yourself. Because, mm-hmm. like, uh, it was like back in October, I remember I was watching the trailer for that new Creed movie. Yeah. And I was like, man, those guys are in really fucking good shape. And so I was like, why don't I go to the gym? Because, like, I've never been a workout person. And so, like, I was like, okay, maybe I'd go to. And I was like, no, I'm going to go tonight. So I put my shoes on and I went. And so, like, since October, I've been going consistently. This is, like, the first time in my entire life I've been going to the gym consistently. 
But it's like one of those things where it's like now I know that it's to get to where I want to be, I have to constantly work at it. I have to constantly do stuff that sucks because I don't want to go to the fucking gym. That no. just sounded like Bedros coming straight out of his mouth it, right it, there. It's fucking, <laughs> I mean, but that's we do stuff all day long that we don't want to yeah, do. It's it's pick your heart. Yeah, I didn't want to get up today and yeah. do that fucking work. But I know if I want to live a nice life, I have to do that. Yeah. And it's like, why can't I take an hour out of my fucking day to do something better for myself that I'm giving these other people eight hours of my day? Yeah, it's because we were taught to only give those other people eight hours. We weren't taught that it's important or that we are worthy of giving ourselves that one hour. And then I also say, like, there's no point in wanting cool shit or nice shit if I'm not healthy enough or around to enjoy it. So, like I said, that's like... Now I know, because it's like, even when you work out, even if you get in the best shape, you still have to maintain it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just like, oh, okay, I got to the point and then it's just going to slack off because then you're going to be back at square one again. Right. Nobody wants to be. You've experienced both sides. You've experienced a sedentary lifestyle and you've experienced an active lifestyle Mm -hmm. and you know how it makes you feel. Yeah. And you know what's available to you now. And that, I mean, that's, that makes it easier to not want to go back the other way right yeah. so that's what i'm telling him i was like i don't un- that's why i don't understand like you know what it takes to get to the point and then why would you want to have to start back again yeah you know I, you like it when people give you compliments about it oh it definitely feels good you know like it's like oh shit hey you know. when does it stop feeling good what do you mean when people give you compliments when do you get in your head about it I don't think I, I don't think I do because I mean, I enjoy, like, I, you know, I put the work in and then this is what people are seeing. So like, Hey, you look great, man. Good job. You know? So where's that, where's the point where you fall off? Is it when you reward yourself? I think, uh, yeah. So, oh man, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm good right now. And then I'll stop, you know, from five days a week or whatever, it'd go like three or four to three. Then, you know, oh yeah, I'll just maintain, I'll just eat right. You know, which, you know, is. It's harder to say to do than it is than yeah. no gym. Especially so like, if you're oh, relying on discipline. Yeah. Like if you're shooting yourself about going to the gym and if you're shooting yourself about I should be eating this and that and not doing it because you genuinely know that like this food is going to fuel my body and make me feel and look good and operate at an optimal level. Yeah. And this food is going to make me feel lethargic and shit. Like, shit. <laughs> like yeah. shit. Right. But if you're shooting yourself instead of making choices based on that, like, again, something else is there. So, like, when you eat terrible, how do you feel during and after? I guess it feels good eating it. Right. But then, like, after he's like, oh, man, I'm so full. Why did I eat all of that? I should have left some of it on the plate or whatever, right? Yeah, and so you end up shooting yourself again, yeah. right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but here goes the thing with food like that, and this is why it's not completely your fault, is A, what what commercials or Y'all have Netflix now, so commercials are things like that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. What billboards and shit do we see all the time advertising for that kind of food? Yeah. A step further, though, that type of food, literally, they put chemicals into that food on purpose to make you crave more of it. So when people eat that kind of shit, it's euphoric (laughs) when you're eating it. It's orgasmic. You're like, fuck yeah, this is the best shit 
ever. Like, why does like this stuff that's not even actually food, it's chemicals meted together to look like food. Why does this taste so fucking good? You know, it's because they put, they intentionally put chemicals into it to make your brain crave more of it. Yeah. But like, it's like, they also say a lot of the food that we eat here, like chips and stuff, like cookies and all that stuff. Yes. There are certain ingredients in some of the stuff that you could, they can't even make use it yes. overseas, Listen. like in Europe and stuff. Like they have to change the formula of something like the Dorito. I, I forget what exactly it is, but I think it's yes. Doritos. I forget where I was, but it was some <clears throat> airport internationally. And there was a fucking warning label on their Doritos in the airport. Hmm. There was a warning label on them. I was that's like, well, crazy. that's disgusting. Like, yeah. why would anybody ever put that in their body? But we've normalized it here. Like, we've normalized eating stuff that's not even actual food. Mm. It's just chemicals. They say that we are, like, the biggest people in the world now, right? Like, America is? Like, because uh, when you guys were overseas, did you see a lot of bigger people? Not locals, no. So everyone you saw that were big were probably, like, t- t- obviously Tours, tourists. Yeah. yeah. I guess I just eat better over there and eat. Well, like even when you eat something that you would eat here, like a meal, you don't feel heavy like you do here. Is it because the portion is smaller? Portions are smaller sometimes, but it's whatever else Mm -hmm. they put into it. It's just a bunch of processed bullshit, like she's saying. Like carbs in Italy don't make you feel full and bloated. Yeah. Like you can eat all the pasta, all the spaghetti, all the bread. You don't feel like shit. It's because there's not shit in their carbs. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. How did that? How does that even work? How do they? I guess they lobbied it, huh? Now listen, I'm a conspiracy theorist, so that's a whole different. <laughs> that's a whole different episode. I mean, she doesn't wear a seatbelt, man. Huh? <laughs> she don't wear a seatbelt. Listen, oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a thing about inanimate objects telling me what to do. Okay, yeah. like, it's just. Uh, it doesn't yeah. make sense to me. It's but, like the sex robot. Like, it just doesn't make sense. I was talking to Patricia yesterday, and she was telling me, we were on the way down from Brandon's house. You know, it's like a two-hour drive from his fucking house out there. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about, oh, fuck, what was it? Oh, we were talking about aliens and stuff. Yes. And Brandon now, was, now, of course now, he was. Now, you know, so, you know, me and Patricia were on the okay. car ride down. Now, I never would have thought that she would have wanted to bring that up, but she brought it up. So we sit in there talking about it, and she's like, do you think we're the only thing that is around? What do you Hell think? No. Hell no. Okay. So you're smart. Good. Hell no. Because I was like, no, Patricia, there's no fucking way. And I agree no with this. She, she said the same thing, because just outside of our galaxy, there's so many more, like, what, stars, galaxies, and things. And now, like... With, you know, like cameras being everywhere and stuff like that. That's where they're starting to see them more and stuff like that. I'm telling you guys, I 100% believe that the aliens are already here. Oh, they've been here. Yeah. They've been here. Like, I don't know about the Roswell thing, you know, but like, I'm telling you, I, I believe that they live with us. Like, you know, like they, they're here to study us to see why are we like this? Cause they're, cause we can't get to them. They can come to us. So obviously they're more advanced than us. Right. So the the aliens that have been planted on Earth were. <laughs> All right. Now we're getting weird. This so, is good. <laughs> like the ancient alien guy. <laughs> so they had to create their own species to send down to Earth, like a whole different species of alien to send down to Earth because like they would try to come down and and like 
enmeshed with us to study us and our vibration was so low that they couldn't tolerate it. So they had the little blue people or the little blue aliens that are like the most common ones, the blue or the gray are the most common ones that people have sightings of seeing or like talked about. Those are a specific species that were created to be able to tolerate the vibration of earth because the, like the aliens in charge of the other galaxies they can't even tolerate our vibration because it's so low. That's fucked up. So do you think octopus are aliens? I think everything in the ocean is probably a fucking alien. And, that, and that's what I told us. Like, look, the we ocean is a weird place. That's yeah. what I told us. Like, we can't even get to the bottom of the ocean. Right. Like, how do we even know what's down there? Like, just assume that we by ourselves in the galaxy or the world or whatever. We just, like, we, we go in our eighth grade science book and we regurgitate what they tell us to think. And then we don't question it even further. Yeah. I mean. It's not a good idea. Who knows? Who knows what they're here doing? But I definitely know they're here. Yeah, they're here. For well, sure. this is what I don't understand about people. It's like you can believe in God, but you can't believe in aliens. Yeah. So you can believe in angels and demons, right? Correct. But you can't believe in something else, correct? Well, that that's like I get chastised a lot with the work that I do because I do a lot of spiritual work. Mm-hmm. So like astrology, and you know, I work with tarot cards occasionally, and crystals and stuff like that. And it's like I call in spirit guides, and I call in angels and ancestors. You know, it's like. If if you can have the capacity to believe that there's a higher existence, God, so you know, big gray headed bearded man in the sky, like and and he has written scripture about these angels, like why can't we communicate with them? Yeah. You know, like do you really think that God just like planted these stars in the sky for no reason or did he actually give them to us for our highest good you know did he actually like they just plop down rocks because they're pretty or do crystals maybe have an energy of their own that we can work with you know so i get chastised about that a lot but it's like yeah it's like if you subscribe to the big man in the sky like do you really think like he's not the only one he talks about archangels like anyway there's there's so much evidence to prove that I think it's the, <laughs> yeah, I think it's the ego of humans. They, yes. We always think we're like the supreme being. Yes. We're the almighty or whatever. And so you can't comprehend that there can be something greater. It's or very egoic. Else yeah. you. Well, it's like, you know, they, they, they release those videos of the UFOs or whatever, you know, like the, the F-16 pilots caught on the, on their camera yeah. thing. Like, and everyone, they like, no one was blown away by that because they, we already knew they were here. Like, right. you know, like, no shit, dude. Like, thanks you for finally admitting it, but right. we've always known they're here. But also, if that was them trying to communicate with us and actually trying to coexist with us in some way, like, if that's in truly what it was, we met them with violence. Mm. <laughs> so, like, that's exactly what Patricia says. We're like, not what? Ready. Yeah, Patricia was like, Patricia goes, well, I mean, you know, whatever it is, we've already been aggressive. So now the virus is going to wipe us out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, more than likely. Like, hey, here, we have all the cures for all the world diseases. Here you go. Okay, never mind. You blew it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Well, just look what we do to our own planet. Correct. Oh, yeah. Don't even get me started on that. Man, that, that oil plant on the way downtown, like if you go down 40, you know, and like it's just that smokestack just is nonstop 24 hours a day. Yes. Like it, and it's, it's fucking, creepy every time I drive by. Man, I'm Because I live off Crump, so like yeah. I drive... I mean, it's closed off right now, but 
I look at that thing every time. It's just like nonstop mm-hmm. for the past. Like I've been going downtown for like 20 something years. I'm like, Jesus, man, that thing yeah. has never stopped yeah. putting that shit in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even get me started. Kim trails and all that. It's we are we are abusing Mother Earth. It's well, I think that was like one of the good things about COVID is like the Earth got a little bit of a reset from us. Yes. And that was yes, it absolutely did. So like if you track the Schumann residence with the which is the energetic resonance of, of Mother Earth, mm-hmm. the Schumann resonance when we were all like locked down and stuff was so much higher. Like it was going off the charts on some days. It was, yeah, it was definitely a reset. They were saying like, somebody told me that they were in California. Somebody in California was like, what is up all these birds? They're making all this noise. <laughs> and then they played a video and it was just like what everybody else hears like in the country and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. But like they were saying like deers were going back into like the the cities and stuff like that because people weren't around, you know, disrupting their area. Right. Yeah. And I think it wasn't even as hot when we were inside. Yeah. You know, and then we get back and everything gets warmed up again. But that's Mm -hmm. what they say. Like the earth, like when you have a fever, it's trying to kill something. Yes. So we're the parasite and it's trying to get rid of us. Literally. Yes. It's called earth school. Like, we're here to learn, <laughs> yeah, not I'd, fuck shit up. <laughs> well, the way we go, and it will all be gone anyways. And it's like, everyone's going to kill each other. Russia's going to bomb us. China's going to bomb us. We're going to go bomb all of them, and you know everyone's that, dead. That looks to be the direction. <laughs> well, they said, like, in, like, five years, more than likely we're going to go to war with Russia and China. That's what, I, that's what they say. I don't, I don't believe it, but I don't know. Well, I think, like, do you ever listen to that Carl Sagan, Pale Blue Dot Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fucking amazing. But he talks about how like, there's always somebody that wants the supreme being. They want to be the, the main ruler. And all they do that with bloodshed. And it's like, it doesn't matter what generation. There's always been that person. Yeah. yeah. And there always will be that person. Right. And he's even talking about how, like, there's places we can go to but live. Probably not. Like, they want to go to Mars. But, I mean, that's so far away. It's a, It's like, why don't you take care of where you're at right now? Yeah. There's no way that they're going to allow us to, like, inhabit another planet when we are constantly abusing the one we're on. Yeah. But, yeah, like, yes, it's, I mean, I I have my own thoughts about who's been to Mars, but whatever. I can see where you're Wait, 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 wait. Now you have to tell me this. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I'm, I'm very curious now. I mean, I feel like they... But there's a reason that it's what you just said. Like, if you if you actually know actual history, you can see the patterns of these rulers and how they yeah. rule. But that's why they teach us incorrect history or half-ass teach us history is so that they can continue repeating those things and we're none the wiser. But if we know the actual history that exists and we can see the patterns of how corrupt and how abusive – those people that take power are, then like w- we would be less likely to allow it to continue to happen, right? Yeah, because so, it's like the person that wins gets to write the story. Correct. So you like they always talk about fake news. Just imagine what it was like when there was no documentation of what really happened in the world. Yeah. Which I'm is the why, king of like, this land. No, I'm killing you. I'm the new king of this land. Yeah, you know, like, which is I I am not a huge fan of like everything going to the internet versus you know written books and stuff is because how easily can they change history on the internet? How easy can they just delete a page off the internet and act like it never existed? You know, it's yeah. harder to do when you have historical factual evidence in books. 
Do you like looking at magazines on the computer or like the actual magazine in your hand or like a, you know, whatever you're looking at? Well, I don't book? read magazines, but I do read books and I much prefer paper book. Yeah. Yeah. I will spend money on books and bookshelves instead of having just like one of those little readers. I don't even know what they're called. I bought my friend one of those um, for her birthday and she downloaded a bunch of books from Amazon, you know, like or whatever. And she loves it. I was like, how does that hurt your eyes, man? Yeah. And she's like, no, I love this fucking thing. I've read like 20 books in like three weeks, she said. Yeah, I'm no. like, how? I need, I need the paper book. I need the smell. I need to see. Yeah. Old school. You didn't tell us about your Mars, though. What do you think has been to Mars? I mean, listen, there's a whole thing about, who was it, Bezos? What's, what's bullshit? Somebody's, so I think they're, I don't know how long it takes to get to Mars, but they're probably going to put a human on a one-way ticket to say, hey. I want, could list a few that I wouldn't. I'd be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you got like, they, they're going to eventually go somewhere. Right. Yeah. I just think it's stupid. Like Tony was saying earlier, and you were also saying it. Let's just fix what we have. We have plenty of resources. We can just fix everything here, you know? Yes. Like instead of spending billions of dollars to send the, uh, a NASA probe to Mars, a rover, I mean, that 10 billion could have fed. Like disperse that shit from yeah. people that are underprivileged and homeless. And, you know, like everybody's struggling with COVID. So, like, you, you mean to tell me that, like, we got $1,200 stipend I forgot about that. from yeah. COVID and we're sending billions of dollars to space? Like, how does that even make sense? But it does make sense if you know what they're actually doing. It's a money laundering scheme. That's another good one. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. We're going to have to get into some of these conspiracy theories. I'm a big conspiracy theorist. Everyone's cleaning their money somehow, I think, though. Do what? I think everybody's cleaning their money through the government, probably. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Like, like programs and stuff. Yeah. We don't really have a choice. Even if we don't want to or we don't know that we are, we absolutely are. We pay taxes. Yeah. Taxes are, <laughs> taxes are bullshit. Yeah. And then you get fucking $20 back working all year. You get fucking $20 back. $20 that, back. Means, uh-uh. that means you paid the right amount, man. man I fuck, tried to tell you fuck that. Fuck that shit. Uh-uh. No, try owing them. Running, oh, running true, a business. True, true. I'm, no, I'm, I'm good. writing them a check. Man, I was so pumped. I was like, man, I made some good money this that year. That just means that they stole from you and they're giving it back to you. It's your money, man. That's It's not like free money. I was like, man, I did good. I talked about shit because Tony showed me how he did the web for me, the thing for me, and he set me up on it. And I was like, it said $20. I was like, man, I'm only, getting, like, what? I'm only getting $20, Brad. I was talking to Brad and Tony. I was like, 20 bucks. They're like, you probably didn't do something right, man. I was like, no, for real. It said $20. They're like, nah, there's no way. So then he did it for me. He was like, yeah, that's all you get. 20 bucks. But I'm telling you, you got more throughout the year. Yeah. I mean, like breaking even, honestly. like That's what you're supposed to do. Oh, I thought you were always supposed to get a return. Like that a, means they're taking they too much more. more yeah. You're giving the government too much money. If you get a higher return, that just means they took more from you throughout the year. What do you think would happen if I faked that a dependent? Nothing for three to five years. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send this clip <laughs> in. <laughs> you know, I, I was talking to someone like, because, you know, each dependent you get, let, you know, you yeah. tax money or whatever. Well, I don't know how it works. But, like, I was like, man, I'm going to stop telling people that work. I have, like, two kids so I can change my tax thing and see what happens. Like, Let me know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can fuck with that. <laughs> Just try it. Yeah. You go first. All right. <laughs> I'll do it. I'm sure you will. <laughs> So what are you going to do? Are you going to go to her retreat? 
I don't think so. That's a no. Are you going to go get coaching from her? Let's do it. Possibly. Yes. Do it. I'm not, I'm not using filler words. You're not you using did. filler words. I didn't. He said possibly. No, I didn't. Oh, you did say possibly. I heard it. No, that's and then he said yes. He changed it. He caught himself. It's just a yes or a no, man. I mean, what's the what's the what harm can come from it? Yes, there it is. You heard it. Listen, marketing. I like it. Yes, thank you. What are you like a handler? I know, right? <laughs> I I said, she might be able to help you out. No, for real, you probably could because God knows when I'm gonna get on the fucking. Yeah. So what exactly goes into it? Here's what happens. Tell us. I'm going to answer that. Here's what happens. If, if you do do some work with me, I'm either going to change your life or you're going to hate me and ghost me after three sessions. What What do most people do? Most people, because I have a pretty good vetting system. Most people work with me, but like, I don't take it personal because I know like what I do is not easy. I'm not, I'm not holding your hand through rainbow bows and lollipops and telling you peace and love. Like that's not the type of hippie I am. Like we're going to do the work. Like, and it's fucked up. Like I had to do it for myself. I know like it's not easy, but like, again, pick your heart, you know, it's, it's hard to go through life feeling sluggish and feeling not aligned and feeling like you don't have energy or purpose or alignment. That's hard. But it's also hard to pick yourself up and figure out what you need to do to change that. So pick your heart. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, what was your question again? <laughs> I told you I was going to answer it. What all goes into it? Oh, hey, wait. Do I have to do the drugs? No. Okay, okay. They're not drugs I can't either. do drugs. They're drugs. They're not fucking They're Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. You know what I mean? Like, you, I didn't mean like a bad way. Yeah. Like, sorry, 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 sorry. My bad. They my, are. Damn, man. My bad. They're plants. <laughs> sorry. I meant, sorry. Medicine. I apologize. Medicine. I apologize. Yes. No, you don't have to do that. Weed is really a medicine. Like, it literally yeah. is. There's no one should ever say weed is a, oh, it's a, whatever the fucking government says, what, yeah. it's a class 1D no, or something like not. that. Like, it's stupid. It helps people. Also, how do you, like, how do you patent a plant to make it illegal? Like, that's weird. Right. Anyway, no, you don't have to do the drugs. <laughs> Thank you. So, okay. So, unless you just really want to, <laughs> and then I'm gone. Um, so, what it looks like is um, I, it's very subjective and it's very intuitive. Um, and I'm good at that. So, it works for me. But, like, a lot of coaches will try to sell you like this template of like, Here's the 10 things you need to do to change your life. Da, da, da. That ain't me. Like, I'm not going to tell you the 10 things that you need to do because I don't know what they are yet until I dig in and actually have a conversation with you and read you and, and realize where you're coming from and what the things are that were created early on in your life that you are attached to. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those are. So like, there's no way I'm going to sell you a PDF of like, you know, the 10 top 10 things you mm. need. You know, like that's bullshit. May, you know, maybe it works temporarily, you know, for people, people will go and spend money with these coaches because they sold them this template and maybe it works for a time. But if you're not getting down to the root cause of why you're attached to the things, keeping you from your ultimate highest alignment they're gonna come back. Mm. That's where I come in. We get down to the root. 
we go deep. I'm a Scorpio. There's nothing off limits for me to talk about. There's nothing off limits for me to help you process and like hold space for. Like I work with people with like awful traumas, sex abuse. I mean, just terrible, terrible stories. And, and like, we go all the way in, like we go all the way in. And so it looks very different person to person, but a lot of times we just start with me learning your story. And then we kind of move into um, me holding space and allowing you to feel like you are seen and heard and validated for all the things that you've been feeling and holding in because you shouldn't feel that way. Right. And then we kind of go from there. When do y'all start? (laughs) I have openings on Wednesday. Uh, I'll have to check my schedule. (laughs) That was a whole filler sentence. (laughs) (laughs) I might be busy this month. (laughs) You're doing that 75 hard, you know, it's fine. (laughs) I got to get ready for that. When are you starting? It's fine. Listen, here's the thing, though, is when I had the fitness, that was my marketing. It was like, I was like, you need me now. I'm like, no, when you're ready, you'll find me. Like when it's aligned and when you feel called to connect with me in that way, because you know what we're about to do, you'll find me and then we'll do it. But, in, but until tomorrow, then. tomorrow, I'll start tomorrow. I'll start next week. I'll start next year. Tomorrow's not guaranteed, my friend. Nope. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't we just talking about how crummy Earth is? I think you should do it. I'll let her know. I mean, you can let her. She's right in front of you. I know. I can let her know. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you act like it's, she's not trying to, like, drown you or some shit. I know she's not. She's we'll just drown gonna, a little bit. She's just going to unpack your bullshit. Yeah. I mean, it is it is fun. It's very, like, it's heavy, but it's light. Like, you start really heavy because you got to process it, but then you, you leave really light because mm. you let some shit go. Do you help people with dating, too? Uh, no. <laughs> no. So I, um, but would that kind of go hand in hand though? It absolutely does. Um, I have a cohort that I will pass off to if people want to specifically set an intention of interrelationships. Yeah. My, my coaching is very focused on the relationship that you have with yourself mm. because all other relationships start there. Yeah. Like yeah. if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, more than likely you are struggling interrelationally. But, um, no, if somebody wants to set an intention to work on that specifically, I, I pass them off. Yeah. Cause I saw this thing one day, this person said, how can you love somebody else? If you can't even look in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself. Oh, I do mirror work. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so many people struggle with that. Like so many people struggle with meeting themselves in the mirror. And so like. How are we walking around saying that, like, professing our love for our, you know, latest obsession or partner or, you know, spouse or whatever that like, but like, we can't even make eye contact with ourselves in the mirror. Yeah. You know, like you can't even see your own soul. And to me, again, I'm a Scorpio. Like, mm-hmm. I go deep. 
Like, to me, loving a partner means that I know your soul. Yeah. Like, I have to be connected to you on a soul level. And if I'm not connected to myself in that way, there's no way I can serve you in the way that need, you need to be served in a relationship. Mm. So once again. <laughs> so Wednesday. <laughs> I'll get back to you. <laughs> now, I will say this. I do talk about sex a lot. But I don't I don't talk about relationships because a lot of a lot of trauma, especially with women, again, not just women, but a lot of trauma is surrounding like their sexual energy Mm. and sexual energy is life force energy. So like women are walking around sick, sad and depressed and wondering why. But it's because like we're very disconnected from our sexual energy. So I do talk about that, but I don't really do relationships. So what kind of stuff would you talk about sexually? Um, it's the same thing as like the mirror. Like if you are not connected to knowing what your body needs Mm -hmm. sexually, then like, how are you connecting to your partner Mm. in that way? You know, how are you telling them what you need? How are you able to focus on giving them what they need? Yeah. And then how are you actually having a completely fulfilling sexual experience? So do you feel that a lot of women are in their heads when they're having sex? And maybe that's why a lot of women predominantly don't get off from penetration. That is very loaded. Um, Yes, I think women stay in their heads. But also, especially here in the South, I think women have a completely different outlook on what sex should be. Mm -hmm. And it's predominantly like. They're just there to please their partner. Mm, They don't even consider the fact that they should have pleasure. And so, again, like if they're not even considering, like, what does this feel like in my body? It's real easy to float up in your head and start worrying about your fat rolls or whatever. You know, like they kind of go hand in hand. You know, if I'm not worried about what you're providing for me, then, yeah, I'm going to sit there and worry about the zit on my face or something, you know, whatever. So I think it's it's loaded. Yeah, because I know like a lot of women, they will say like, one, they don't touch themselves. So it's like, Which how can wild. you pleasure or get pleasure from somebody else if you can't even get yourself off? Right. And or then, think that you should. Yeah. And then huh. it's like. <laughs> it's crazy. They'll let guys like jackhammer them and all this other bullshit. And they don't want to say anything to the guy because they don't want to have an argument or make the guy bruise the guy's ego. Right. And I'm always like. How can you let somebody inside you and you can't have a conversation about right. what you do and do not like? Correct. And sex is such a, a an energetic cord that like, especially for women, yeah. because it's, it is literally internal for us. You know, it's such an energetic cord. It's like if 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 you think this is your obligation to let your partner just have his way with you and you don't get anything out of it, it you're missing the majority of the benefits of what sex is, you know, like you are literally missing a lot of guys miss it too, because we're just using partners as like assisted masturbation Mm -hmm. and we're not like connecting with people in any other way except for physically. Yeah. And we are missing like this whole culture of like very casual sex and stuff. Like it's, it may seem fun, but like, these people are actually missing like a large part of what makes sex fantastic. 
And it's like, it's, it's the tantra of it. It's the connection of it. It's the emotions behind it. And it's the physical pleasure. Like the physical pleasure is just like one part of it. But mm-hmm. like you said, like if, if women aren't even attached to that for themselves, how, like, why are you having sex? Yeah. Why are you in fact having sex? Because it sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like no wonder there's all these recipes out there called like better than sex cake and stuff like, <laughs> yeah. you may be doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the hookup culture really has fucked up a lot of shit. Yeah. Do you guys think that's ever going to like go away or is it going to be something that's going to Yeah, listen. Like it's a cycle? It's going to go. It it will. Not everywhere. Like it it won't ever disappear. Nothing. Nothing standard like that will. Yeah. But. Sorry, sorry. You can touch this part. I know. I'm sorry. My bad. I know. I keep hitting mine. You're fine. You're fine. This you know, you know <laughs> I, I should know after <laughs> 250 something episodes. Wow. Now, I don't know why I keep on. I, I've never done it before. I think today was the first day I've done no, it. No, you did it yeah. the other day. I just didn't say anything. Uh, <laughs> you well, just uh, squirt pile. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like you hear this. No, I didn't mean to touch it, though. That time. I swear to God, I didn't mean to. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just, I'm not going to touch the thing. So it won't completely go away, obviously. Nothing standard like that does. But we are in the beginning of a, a revolutionary shift with our emotional intelligence. Women are leading the way. Which is why they get the four day retreat in Sedona. <laughs> <laughs> However, men are starting to catch up. And so what you're gonna see in the next like few years is is women will continue on this shift, but men are gonna start taking following suit. And so there will be that shift towards higher consciousness in in regards to any type of relationship, but sexual relationships as well. And and also, like, it's not hard to figure out that, like, the casual sex culture, like, it's fun for a minute, but, like, it's also desensitizing men so much. Like, porn and casual hookups and, you know, sex robots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's desensitizing men. You're not producing as much testosterone. You're not, you like, you're losing your masculinity because of it. So, like, I feel like enough men will be motivated to change that and figure out what they need to do. Now, do you think a lot of women or uh, some women that are doing this casual sex end up regretting it later on? I think most everybody does, not just women. But I'm saying I think it's I'm not a woman, obviously, but I think it's more of a risk for a woman. Like Why? pregnancy, you know, possibly rape or something like that with casual stereotype sex. And yeah, stigma. Like, yeah. Just that alone. Yeah. Like like women are hoes, but men are bros. Yeah. But like if the same amount of men are having casual sex with women, then like how's that like why does that yeah. make us hoes? You know, like it's the well, same. I think the, I think the thing about that is like, I think there's a lot of guys that aren't having sex. But there's not. You know, like I think there's They're more. They're sitting in their bedroom watching porn yeah. and calling it the same thing. Yeah, there's like, I was watching something one day and these guys were talking porn? about they went on e-dates. Mm-hmm. And they had never even kissed a girl and they were like in their 20s. Yes. Oh my God, I was just having this conversation like two days ago. They're, you know, like the the underwebs, the, you know, the forums that you can oh, get yeah. on at like OnlyFans or whatever, where girls are in their little, little whatever, mm-hmm. smacking their ass and men pay them. Okay. They're creating this whole dark web of that with AI. 
Oh, yeah. I have seen those so AI. So, like, like, you're not oh. even going to need actual women to get off to. It's going to be AI women Crazy. that you, yeah. But, yeah. So, isn't an AI woman just going to be, like, another form of porn, though? Like, yeah, they're all going to look the same. So yeah, like, yeah. The plastic, that's, I mean, I feel like that's part of why they're desensitizing us to that with all the, you know, plastic surgery and Hollywood all looking like you look at everybody in Hollywood looks the same now. They might have a different haircut or color or, you know, different shade of lipstick, but that's, that's about it. They all look the same. And so we're desensitizing ourselves to think that looking plastic is normal. That's weird. Like that's It's weird. like those filters now. Like the filters yes, the don't filters even look like too. filters anymore. Yes. Like they don't even move when you put your hand in front of your yeah. face. Yeah, like, like Instagram. You don't even have the option. Instagram, when you pull up the camera from Instagram, it will automatically filter your camera oh, for wow. you. Like yeah. I don't even want it to, and yeah. it's doing it. Like I, I actually crazy. like my nose. Like yeah. why do you got to, yeah, why are you, you know, like what the like, hell? Like why are you trying to give me a complex? Right. <laughs> right. Oh, that does look bad. Calling a plastic surgeon, you know, like right. well, they did say during the pandemic, people started an uptick in plastic surgery because people were doing on Zoom calls and they were having to look at yes. themselves more. Well, also with the um, with the creation of the cameras on iPhones back when iPhones came out, rhinoplasties for women under the age of eighteen increased by like sixty percent because they were looking at the self facing cameras mm. and it was distorting. Yeah, because it's so close to you compared to what you see in real life. Yeah. That's wild. Right? But it's like, also, you look like what you look like. Yeah. So, like, we could, like, we can just, like, filter the fuck out of ourselves because technology is getting more and more, you know, in that direction and more and more complex in those ways. Or we can do the work to accept ourselves for Mm -hmm. who we are. Because eventually you're going to have to, like, if you're going to go on a date with a girl, she's eventually going to see you without a filter, right? Right. I mean, so, like, if all your photos are just filter photos or vice versa. Yes. Do you feel the same way about makeup then? Um, I mean, everybody has their gray. So I really like eye makeup just uh-huh. because it's fun. Yeah. Um, but I rarely wear makeup like on my face. Yeah. But I mean, to each their own, like not judging because like I don't have great skin. I'm aware of it. It's not like I'm oblivious to it. You know, like I'm aware I don't have like flawless skin. Mm. I have wrinkles. I have scar. Like whatever but like those are not going away yeah so i might as well figure out how to like accept myself Mm -hmm. anyway you know and so like to each their own but like for me makeup is a very easy chemical variable that i can control yeah because i try to eliminate as many chemicals and again like low vibration things Mm -hmm. out of in and out of my body and makeup is a very easy variable that i can eliminate like no problem yeah, because I would imagine makeup would be like the first filter. Yeah, it's oh, the shit, original yeah. filter. Yeah. Right. Right. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, if I go to a nice dinner or like a gala or, you know, something like that, like, I'll put, you know, whatever. I remember. Forgettably, you'll put it on, though. <laughs> there was a show back yeah. in the day, and this chick would like get up in the middle of the night to put her makeup on before her husband yeah, would see her. Yeah, because she refused. But like, it's like, that's who you are. Right. It's like, why do you not want to show your true self to your person that you supposedly love? Correct. And I think that's a lot of what people struggle with is like 
nobody feels seen Mm -hmm. anymore. Like we're not connecting with people in a real way on multiple levels. Like even just hiding ourselves behind filters and Photoshop and stuff. Like we were too scared to even put a picture out on social media of what we actually look like that. So like if we're, if we can't even do that, how are we actually going to sit across from each other and have like a real conversation without being in our heads about, Oh, is my skin perfect? Oh, you know, like, do I look fat? You know, like, we should be connected and like having conversations about real shit that people actually want to talk about and not worried about that shit. And if we're not even actually having conversations like that, how in the hell are we having sex without doing that? You know, yeah. without getting in our heads about like, oh, well, I looked like this in my filter, but now I got a little roll right here. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what if he sees that? You know, like that's not fun sex. Like that's yeah. not that's not a real fun conversation, you know? And I think the guy should just be happy to be invited to the party. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he well, y'all are. I mean, listen. Like, hey, thank you. Y'all are. Men have sex with who they can. Men have, women have sex with who they want, want. to. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like, finally, yes. Because you can walk into a bar and walk up to a guy that you found attractive. Hey, would you like to leave with me right now? The guy's going to say yeah. Yes. If I or a man walk up to a woman... You're going to get punched. Or like, get away from me, weirdo. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, no. Not in, once you do her coaching, yeah. it might change. <laughs> That's right. Okay. <laughs> okay, but I don't do relationships. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, I will no. pass you off. It's, it's, it's nuts. Like, and you nailed it. So much. Yeah. But, so, like, I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, kind of pushing past all of those superficial barriers. Like, mm. just accept yourself. Like, I'm, I'm a weirdo. Like, I mean, I've probably, you'll have probably caught on to just touching like <laughs> topics that we have clear, but like, I'm a big weirdo. I embrace it. I'm either like, you're either going to align with me on the things that I'm weird about or you're not. The people that do, those are my people. Yeah. The people that don't, fine. You're not my people. You'll go find your people too. It's fine. Like, There's I don't ask for every seat. That's everyone, right. Everyone can go join a tribe. That's right. Yes. Tribe. Mm hmm. So what have you learned today? <laughs> How's this experience? What? What have you learned today? A lot. Filler words. No, I've learned a lot. Oh, no, I've, I've learned a lot that I use filler words for real. I, I'm no, I'm trying not to use them right now because I don't want y'all to think I'm using filler words. But uh, I've, I need to stop using filler words and it's because it's either yes or no. And when I do that, it's there that. People know that I'm, well, not many people, but probably a lot of people do. But then also, like, I need to figure out what is causing the, what is the underlying uh, issue that is, makes me go up yo-yo. Yeah. And why is, why is, um, why am I doing that? So that's one of the things I need to get. Because you can keep shooting yourself into going to the gym. You can, like, you can stay down that path. Or you can dig down and figure out why it's so hard. You know, like, why am I not just wanting to, like, when I go work out, it's because I'm tired of feeling like shit. Like, if I've missed three days of working out, I'm like, ugh, I feel like shit. I need to go move my body so that I feel good. The end. And it's not about punishing myself. You know, it's not about, like, I'm five pounds overweight, so I need to go do this. It's not about any of that. Like, it's like, I want to feel 
good. Mm-hmm. And I deserve to feel good. And seen. And seen. Be seen. Yeah. And when you when you know you don't feel aligned in your body, what do you do? You hide. And then you get sad when other people don't see you when you're not allowing them to see you. Mm-hmm. Right? But yeah. like when you feel confident because you are taking care of yourself, you will allow yourself to be seen. And then the right people will see you. Yeah, because like how good did it feel when people would message you and tell you that your journey made them want to do a journey? Oh, it was very good. I mean, it, it was like, wow, okay. And I was getting them all the time. You know, I was like, Dan, this is awesome. And, you know, some of the people have stuck with it and some haven't. But like, you know, I was talking to a buddy the other day. He was like, what's going on with what's what's up? What's going on with you now these days? How's the gym? You know, I haven't seen him. So, that, you know, and he was like, I was like, oh, man, I haven't been. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, it, I just haven't been really in a while. I might go every now and then, but like not like I can't, you know, string it together, you know. And he's like. But you, that's what you, that's who you are. Like, that's one of the things, you know, that's, you have all these people, you know, like, he's like, I was like, I know, man, I'm going to get back on it. He's like, okay, I know you will. And I know you can do great when you get, when you decide you want to do it again. Cause I know, and you just, and I was like, yeah, you're right. But he's like, just don't not go ever again. You know, I was like, no, of course not. Yeah. And you know, up here. Yeah. He's right. But oh, like, 100%. What in here, like what in your body yeah. needs to be cleared out so that you, that alignment stays and like mm-hmm. you can stay consistent. And maybe it's not like, maybe it's 30 minutes, three times a week. Like maybe yeah. that's what works for you. You have to figure out what works for you too. But is it, would it be easier to go before work than after? Um, Maybe. I don't know if there's a, if one was a better way or for, or not. Now, I do know if I did do it in the morning, then my choices the rest of the day are going to be reflective of me working out. Yes. I've been also saying, like, if I don't go in the morning, then I also know that I'm going to the gym in the afternoon. So I don't want my choices to lead to be bad going. Like, what's the point of going to the gym? You know, I just ate whatever or drank this and whatever. Right. So, like, they definitely correlate. But I don't know if there's one's better or not. I would think the morning would morning be better. better, right? There was it's well, out of the already, way. You've already set a goal for the day. Yeah, you've already accomplished something. And then when you're done working, you're done for the day. You don't have to be like, oh fuck, I got to go to the gym now. I'm tired. It's gonna be from so working. busy. And, and that's why, you know what? I think I will. I will go to the gym tomorrow morning. No filler words. I'm glad you both I caught on to like that. It. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you notice I started saying I, then mm-hmm. I caught myself. See, there it is. I mean, I love how it has to her coming on here, and I've been saying this for years. Yeah, but you know, I don't listen to you. <laughs> like, you're my best friend, but I still like we're you. Not, we're, like, not the, we're not best friends. You're the bane of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that um, I'm telling you, man. There's we don't have very much time. We're at the halfway point of our life. No, and you're right. And I need to get my shit together with that, with the stuff. That way I can enjoy, not be the friend that's fucking barely being able to keep up with you guys, you know? Well, I like, always say you don't want to be the coattail rider. You don't want to yeah. be the friend that is the, like they say, you're some of the five people you hang out with. So if all of your friends are trying to do shit, why mm-hmm. do you want to be the joke? Right. No, I understand. 100%. I'm saying we've had this conversation before, so that's why I'm a little kind of hey, uh, hesitant. 
Yeah, like no, I, I know, said, I know. like I told him one day is like if you don't keep wor- your word to yourself, why should I believe in you? Yeah, it's just, that's the same concept. Like if you if you don't allow yourself to be seen, like you don't go out, you don't interact, you don't you're not as loud and, you know, like you don't let your personality show, you wear baggy clothes to hide yourself, you know, all of those things. Like if you don't allow yourself to be seen, people are not going to see you. If yeah. you don't show other people externally that you keep your word to yourself, how do you expect other people to keep their word to you? No, you're right. 100%. Or trust you to trust keep your to word to, to them. Yeah. No, you're right. Because I asked him one day, I said, would you, would you have yourself be your mentor? And he told me no. So it's like, if you don't believe in yourself enough, like change that. Right. It's like the George Costanza thing. Like, do the complete opposite of what you've been doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my I god! Forgot about that. I so love that you just referenced Seinfeld. I love can Seinfeld. we just can we just take a moment? <laughs> I watch it. Really uh, you know what's on Netflix? Oh, you don't have a TV. I never don't mind. Have TV. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'll, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. He knows that. This is not, none of this is new information to you because he's heard it for you for a million times, I know. But like none of this is new information and you actually do know it and you actually do believe it. Like, you know. So like the only obvious next step for you to get over this hump and, and squash your bullshit is doing something you haven't done before. And like that's going deeper in. Like what yeah. what is it in fact? Like what is it exactly? It's not a lack of knowledge. It's not a lack of time. It's none of that. So like what is it? So you have to do something that you haven't done before to go deeper into that because it's not that you don't know all of this already. And it's not that you don't believe it. I can tell. I can look in your eyes and tell that you know and you do believe it. Like, you believe it to be true. You're just not doing the things to act it out and respond in the way that you know to be true. It's like, where is that breakdown? Right? No, you're right. I can tell. I can tell on your face. Like, you know. This is not new information. But also, you believe it. I can tell that you actually do buy into it. Like, it doesn't... It doesn't piss you off when he says it. It hurts your feelings, but it doesn't piss you off because you know he's right, because you believe he's right. You know it. So, like, where is that breakdown? That's all, that's all it is. It's simple. It's not easy. It's simple. And that's the work I do. It's simple. And, I mean, like I said about the fitness stuff, like, people like to complicate things. But, like, it's really not that complicated. It's not easy. It hurts. Pick your heart. But it is very simple. And that's, you know, and this is clearly I'm not where I was. But, like, I tell people all that all the time. I'm like, dude, shut up about this and that, protein and and car. I was like. Your macros. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're not a bodybuilder. You're not going to go to fucking Olympia. You're not going to go on stage unless that's what you want to do. And then right. we can probably, you know, you need to go to like like a gym that they actually have real trainers and shit. Yeah. And I'll get you set up. But, dude, you're, you're, you work at, I forget what you worked at. And I was like, you know, we're just normal guys, man. Like, this is very simple. We What we have to do is you move more. Eat less. The end. Yeah. And lift weights 
three to four times a week. Push yeah. heavy shit. Push the plate away. Where'd you learn that from? Nice. I mean, that's just. Did you come up with that? I no, just said it right now. now. Yeah, that's yeah, good. You should maybe trademark. That's that. good. That was push pretty, heavy shit. Push the plate away. I, bro. bro. <laughs> I mean, it's it's true though. I mean, it's like you're saying. It's simple. It's just that those the people doing, want they want a quick fix. Oh, so that was that's so, what they're looking for. That's society. So, yeah. like when I when I was like three forty five back in twenty twenty. And I went, you know, and I started work, walking and stuff like that and working, you know, because gyms are closed. You couldn't go to the gym, right? right. So then oh, once yeah. the gyms finally started opening, we're fucking wearing a fucking mask, like doing cardio and weight. I was like, this is miserable, man. I would literally hold the mask like this so I could like breathe, you know, like normally, like while I was on the elliptical and shit. But so then I, I lost... I wonder if that made your lungs better, though. Probably wouldn't it? Well, no, no, I have so many studies. So um, when I still had my studio uh-huh. during COVID and we never wore masks. And because really? I data banked so many, much research and so many studies that proved that it was more detrimental to your health to wear a mask while doing vigorous activity. Because of the I, CO2 or something? Yeah. I had the health department come and like write me up mm. and still didn't get in trouble. Because I yeah. had like so much research. I was like, uh-uh, no, ma'am, we're not wearing masks mm. here. <laughs> but, like, I started dropping weight, you know? Yeah. And, like, and then, um, because it all started with the military diet. It's that three-day, because mm. I did it on the over the weekend, you know, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday. And I ended up losing, like, nine pounds. And I was like, oh, shit, you know what? I'm going I'm to, this is great. Okay, I'm going to keep on going now. And I started walking after work. And, uh, you know, from here to the gas station up the road, which is, like, two miles and I started doing that, and then I ended up losing eighty pounds in a hundred days, right? Just by eating right, or I was doing I was doing an omnivore. I was just eating one meal a day, but it was everything I was going to eat. You know, yeah. I did that, and then but weren't you only eating like a thousand calories a day or something? No, shit? it was it was no, it was like it was like fifteen two thousand. Because remember, I was no, always, there was some time where you were really depriving yourself. I don't. I, I thought it was that life. No, I, I, I eat close I, I to a thousand uh, calories for breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. Me. I honestly don't remember. I think I was well. The weight loss, the being that drastic, was not. It wasn't safe, anyways. Right, Correct. regardless. But um, so then I was drinking water, a gallon of water. I, so I had everything written down while I was doing. So I would just copy and send it to people, and they asked me, and they were like, "Oh, that's all you did?" I was like, "This is literally all I did," and they were like. Oh, but what, 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 how did you lose all the weight though? I'm like, dude, this is, this is how I did it. You have to go out there and walk, man. Like if you don't want to get on the elliptical or the treadmill at the gym, just walk outside. And I was doing that all the time, you know, like, but, and like I was saying, long story short, I have the tools. It was a long story. I know the tools, right? I know the tools. I just need to apply the tools and then unpack that. Right. And you can continue telling yourself I should. Or I need to be, or you can figure out why you're not. So what time are you going tomorrow? The gym. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I understood the question, but she also clarified the gym. <laughs> she's like, he's asking about the gym. Uh, tomorrow morning before work. What time? Oh, like um, four. Yeah. 4 a.m.? I, I have to be, like, I have to be rolling on my car. Like, we don't have, well, I don't know. I'm different. I like to be rolling on my car at six latest six ten. Uh, so how much time does somebody work out per day 
would you say at least an hour, 45 minutes to an hour? I don't work. I work out an hour tops. Um, it, it just depends on what your goals are. So like if, if you know that you start and stop your, your patterns, you're probably going to want to go hard in the gym for about an hour and a half because you're going to want to see the results that you're putting effort towards. But if you know that you're creating a lifestyle for yourself and this is a, a longevity thing to create patterns of behavior that make you feel better and will be healthy for the long run, 45 minutes. Yeah, because like this right here tells you 30 minutes. Yeah, so, I yeah, and you're right. The hardcore, strict, you'll lose weight quicker, yeah. obviously, right? right? Because you being more restricted by yourself. Right. But it's not long-term. And you don't right. want to be skinny fat either. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's another thing. I, I, I always get, like, skinny fat. Like, you know, someone's like, how much you weigh in Raleigh? Like, 200 pounds? Like, damn, okay. And, like, but my shirts would, my pants are, like, 34. They sell 34 right now, but my shirt would be, like, uh, XL, but, like, a big XL, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, Tony's always, he's always saying, you need to lift weights. You need to lift weights. You need to lift weights. That's, like, Embrained in my fucking head, you know. But I, I listen to him sometimes on it, and he I will. Doesn't. I do because even Ben noticed it when I was doing the program correctly. Do you see? I, I hate that you're putting Ben's name out there, and people are like, <laughs> "No, it's my focus." Not doing Ben's program. No, no. I'm saying when I was doing it correctly, I was seeing the results, right? Because he, I was like, "Hey, as I, after the six weeks, I sent it to him. Like, you know, you, we do it every week or something like that." And I sent him the picture. I just sent it to his Facebook. I mean, uh, Instagram. I was like, bro, look at this shit. He's like, fuck, man, you did a lot. And I was like, really? You think so? Are you just saying that? He's like, no, for real. Look, 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 look at the first picture and look at this picture. And he like circles something and he's like, that's a big difference. Another, you know. another reason. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Yes. So you knew what you were after and you achieved it. Yeah. So four o'clock tomorrow. 4 a.m. Well, I'm actually house sitting tonight, but I will be going from. I'll text you at 4 a.m. Let you know. Head to the text gym. her. Text me too. Uh, what? Yeah, I don't have a number. <laughs> or Instagram. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. For shame. Nah, 4 a.m. Do it. And how many days? Four. Five. Which one was truth? Neither. <laughs> uh, five. Okay. Monday, uh, Monday through Friday, and then I can chill and not have to work out on weekends. Okay, but is that sustainable long term? I believe the Monday. Wait. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, oh no, no. So yeah, f- four days a week, and I would prefer to do them Monday through Thursday. But if something comes up, then then I'll, you have Friday to roll into. Right. Yeah. So that's like the free floating day, you know, like, but I would like to have them all knocked out. Yeah. Monday through Thursday. 4 a.m. Y'all live together. You'll know. Don't look at me like that, please. <laughs> I'm just saying. You just, I, would just I, like I know. Say, I know. I know. You don't have to say it. Do you? We know. We, we know. About I would just like just... to say I am not getting up at 4 a.m. to work out. Oh, man, I've done it. I've done it. Uh, when I won this contest, um, I would work out only in the morning mm-hmm. because I knew it was the summertime. It was like it was actually like getting warmer. I was like, man, this could be should be going. People are gonna do be doing shit. I need to go work out in the morning, and then I just wouldn't do anything with them. And but uh, I would just go every day in the morning and knock it out. So, what is the fear of lifting weights? 
There isn't one. I just don't ever gain any muscle. So I'm like, well, you fuck. don't stick with it. Like, I don't ever feel like I get stronger. So I'm if like, if you don't keep something going, it's not going to work. It's like you're you're the person that's asking you how did what did you do? <laughs> and oh. they're looking for a quick fix. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I've 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 stuck with it like before and I didn't see any like that much of a change. Well that's what they tell you to take pictures. Oh yeah, and I never take pictures except for like Yeah. My clients used to fight me on that tooth and nail. And then I would start showing them. They didn't like their before picture, but when I would start showing them the comparison, they'd be like, Oh, and then a lot of people rely on the scale too much. Yes, the scale. Mm-mm. Unless you're a fighter or something like that, you probably don't need to be yeah. weighing yourself all the time. Yeah, I would just get like a starting weight and then like maybe a monthly check in or something like that. Yeah, I would only let my clients weigh once a week. I mean, they would sneak on the scale more than that because yeah. they're women and we're <laughs> obsessed with the scale. But my recommendation was only once a week, and that was only like. We would do like the little BMI thing and just kind of track. And I would always tell them like it's more for us than it is for you because we need to know like the program we're writing you. We're it's working on the right track. Yeah. But like, yeah, once a month, maybe. But honestly, like I, I can't tell you the last time I weighed myself because like I feel good. Mm. And like everybody's got a fighter weight. You know what I mean? Like Bedros talks about it. Like everybody's got a fighter weight where you feel optimal. Mm. And and then we attach that number to that feeling when really we just need to work on getting back to that feeling. The number will work itself out. That's like you at 185 or yeah. 200. Mm. That's what That's you always weight. say. Yeah. But you're attached to that number and you're not paying attention to like how you're achieving it, like what you're doing to get there and if it's actually healthy or not or how you feel in the process. You know, pay attention to like. Whatever regimen you're on, if you're getting up four days a week at 4 a.m. to go to the gym, like, are you sleeping well? Do you have more energy those days? You know, like, do you have, like, are you in a better mood those days? If you're not, probably means you need to do something different. But if you are, like, that's something that you can stick with, you know? Yeah. But like the stuff will come again. It's not rocket science. I usually I, I usually stick to a pretty decent bedtime when I am going to the gym in the morning. Yeah. So that I, I do I would normally get my like seven to eight. Yeah. Probably yeah, more, yes. So are you a morning person or a night person? Both. Um, I have no problem waking up early to go do something. That's or hardcore. Go to the you know go to work. Go to the gym, go, you know, whatever I need to go to, go, go catch a flight, early flight, you know? No, uh, catching flights. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as early as she's, you like, she's, yeah. she's like, she's like catching flights, not feelings. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Like I can, I, but sometimes I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Why are we flying out of three? You know, that means like I have to get some sleep on like eight, you know, or nine. <laughs> but then, but you know, on, on the plane, I mean, on, on a flight thing, it's completely different. You just sleep on the plane for like two or three hours or however long the flight is. Right. But. No, I, I can definitely, like, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to get up, you know, fuck, man. But, like, you know, I, I still do it. Yeah. I'm not like that. <laughs> He's like, I don't know, not me. I can get up. Like, I mean, I used to teach fitness classes at 530 in the morning. So, like, I can get up. But, like, if I have my choice. Do I want to? Yeah. No. <laughs> like, like, yeah. If I had my choice, no. I'm a night owl. Yeah, I can't, I don't like staying up, like, super, super late unless I'm out, out. 
See, I'm literally the exact opposite. Like, if I'm out, I'm, like, 10 o'clock. I'm like, well, it's it's time to go. But if I'm just, like, piddling around, like, researching on, on the Internet or, like, in my mind, just, like, letting my thoughts go wild, I'll be up until, like, 2 a.m. Mm. So 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock, 4 a.m.? Five times a week. That's hardcore. It's really hardcore. No, it was four times a week, bro. Why are you putting five on there now? It was just four, remember? Because then you have the floater day. Remember I just said that? Why can't you do five? The floater day. The floater day. <laughs> then I lose my floater day. You still have Saturday and Sunday. What? Those are off days. Off days are not the same Where, Who the fuck is this day? guy? Who is this? <laughs> you want five days, baby boy? You get five days. I'll do five days. Five days it is. You heard it here. You heard it first on Linka Podcast. No, we've heard it a thousand times on Linka Podcast. <laughs> 1,001. 1,001. Like I said, I just think you should want the best for yourself. You, I, I shouldn't want it more for you than you want it for yourself. No, you're absolutely right. Nope. And that's why you need her as a coach. You do her retreat. I mean, it's going to be fun. I mean, it's springtime, man. It's about new beginnings. I'll think about it. It's on Brandon's farm. Yeah. Oh, by the way, he told me he's going to invite us to the farm here soon. It's like an hour drive, though, from here, probably. Oh, the Moody and Coke? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. I need to come out to the farm. I'll do some Reiki. It'll be a whole... Is that where they do, like, over your body? Yeah. Who is that? Who did that also? Was it uh, uh, the girl from Kentucky? Yeah. Rampage. Rampage, yeah. Contrary Cherry or whatever. Yeah, you should do it, man. I'll think about do it. Do the retreat. I mean, what is it's there? It's definitely not a no. Okay. Hey, w- hey, work people, it's not fucking drugs. Is that what you're fucking worried? Your, the work people are going to hear this? No. Bullshit? I'm not wor- It's not. It, uh, and they say, he says y'all suck, too. <laughs> Did not say that. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to be unemployed. I'm going to be unemployed, but we go to the gym five days a week, though. <laughs> no, nah, I, don't, I don't know how many people at my work know about the podcast. I think nobody thinks about everybody does. But anyways. Because they you see should it. do the. They I see mean, it on the back of the phone. Yeah. Oh, nice. should do that. The retreat. Do the coaching. Definitely do the life coaching. You should do the retreat. When is it? You say the 20th? It's April 22nd. 22nd? Yeah. How long is it? It's just that day, and then we're to, we'll do breakfast. We're camping that night on the farm. Mm-hmm. Like and outside? Then, well, in a Where tent. Where the fuck do you think you're going to camp, man? <laughs> in a tent, but yes. Yeah, but the weather's going to be perfect. Um, you're such a pussy. <laughs> I'm manifesting perfect weather, so it's fine. Um, and then we're going to do breakfast and like a closing ceremony that Sunday morning and then out. How many people are doing it so far? I have, I mean, I just launched it two days ago. Oh, okay. So I think I have two signed up. Okay. Two, yeah. When is this episode going to come out? My week she can. Oh yeah. Y'all should. Yeah. Talk about it. I can. can oh, come you can out do it too, Yeah, that's right. You can. Yeah. So y'all should do it. It'll okay. So where can people find you? Like, where can they sign up for this retreat? Okay, so the best place to find me is Instagram. 
It's Krista Parks 901, K-R-I-S-T-A-P-A-R-K-S-901. That's it, but, like, that's where I'm most active is on Instagram. And then, like, I've got, like, my link trees up there. You can kind of go dig dig around and see what all crazy shit I do. Mm. You should get um, Jared to do the retreat. Oh, yeah. Jared. Your dad, not your real dad, but oh no, it was like what was <laughs> is this ayahuasca dad or is this, yeah, this is ayahuasca, yeah, dad. ayahuasca yeah. dad? Who else could do that? I'm thinking about you. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, Brad. Oh yeah, Brad would like that. You yeah. say it's always on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like all day Saturday, and then the just early Sunday morning, and then out. Yeah, I'll talk to Brad about it. Because he can still go to work. Yeah. It's early on Sunday. That's after his birthday, too. Because Brad's been, my friend Brad, he's been on a, on a fitness journey. He's lost a shit ton of weight. Like, he's doing it slow, though. He's not. Like, because he's shown me pictures, like, before and after. Because like, you see him all the time, you really don't notice right. it until I look at the picture. I was like, oh, damn, you have lost a lot of weight. Did he send you the picture from um, last year or from whenever that party? Yeah. yeah. I was like, holy shit. We look like completely different people. Both Brad of us. Does. Yeah. I do too. Brad does. Oh my God. Now, now <laughs> I have to show you the picture. Brad does. Bullshit. Hang on one second. <laughs> like, let me pull that up real quick. You have less of a, you're more, you're more gray now. Old man. Shots fired. He turned like after he got COVID, he just <laughs> looked all this fuck all of a sudden. <laughs> I've told everybody it's a fucking COVID, man. Okay, look. I don't fucking look like that anymore. No, you don't. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're not as dark hair beard. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'll show you, Brad. Now show we'll... her show her your video that went viral. Oh. What? I made a video of him. Shut up. And I posted it on Instagram and it went viral. It went viral on Instagram? Mm-hmm. That's hard. And then Instagram shut it down. Of course. They got like 700,000. <laughs> um... Where's it at? Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Oh. Fit. I also have a fitness page called Rara Fit. <laughs> do you really? My boo runs it. I don't even post on it anymore because you don't do anything. I remember one time I was posting, people were like, uh, he's not working out. Why are you still posting Rara Fit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm finding it right now. So I better start posting. Oh. And then you can talk about your life coach. Man, you really need to. I want you to hire. Where's the? Is there a quicker way Click to find on the it? Fucking oh, reels. Sorry. I mean, you can just tell me, man. You don't have to yell at me. You're so dumb. This is definitely not you. Let me see. You. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's why he's a bridesmaid. <laughs> oh, that's the seatbelt. Okay, this is the one. No, that's the seatbelt one. Yeah, hang on. The one just like you. Keep going. Oh, there it is. You ready? Nothing's coming. No one. No one's coming to push you. No one's coming to tell you to turn the TV off. No one's coming to tell you to get out the door and exercise. Nobody's coming to tell you to apply for that job that you've always dreamt about. Nobody's coming to write the business plan for you. It's up to you. I literally saw this. 
I saw that. Did you really? Yeah. And then... You looking for the seatbelt one? Yeah. It was at the top. Oh, there it is. That was around this time last year, wasn't it? Show me the bottle, baby. Show me where you started from. And then what the bottle look like for me. I'm getting laughed at. Now this shit ain't funny no more. It's crazy how life works. Everybody said they started from the bottle. So. Look how happy you are. My energy is amazing. Not when you're <laughs> not when you're being lethargic. Pretty pretty amazing, huh? I literally saw that first one. Like it popped up in my feed. Really? Yeah. Damn. We could have got a million likes on that thing, man. Well, not, I mean there's there's no time like now to do another one. Yeah. But stick with it. I will. Why did Instagram shut it down? Because I get shadow banned all the time. I mean, I think it just ran its course. Like I said, it got like, you can, I think it was like 700,000 views or something on that Damn. video. I, yeah, I, that popped up in my feed. Yeah, it got 743,000 um, views. And then it got, that's legit. 30,000 hearts. Hell yes. As it should have. And 4,100 uh, shares. Wow. But yeah, yeah, I'm wondering if somebody shared that to me because, like, people know that I used to be in the fitness world or whatever, so they'll still send me stuff. I wonder if somebody shared it, but I definitely saw it, the first one. This is great. Our friend Mark sent us this. Lift heavy, eat ass. Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you didn't get that patented, dude. Oh my god! Lift. What is push? What was it? Push heavy push weights. Push heavy shit. Push heavy shit. Push, push the, the plate, plate away. away. Trademark that shit. I'm stealing that. I'll cut you in. <laughs> just stick with your just walk. Oh yeah, I had this thing called just walk for a little while. Uh huh. It's great. Well, what's next? The gym. <laughs> oh, you're asking her? No, you know. Just the gym. Get back on the wagon. Uh, act, I mean, get my life going in the right direction. Moving forward. Listen, you Hire start at life as coach. many times as it takes. Hire a life coach yeah. which is right in front of you. I mean, I do have a very, because of my past business stuff, I do have a very specific niche of being able to kind of roll into like the physical health. With, like, the emotional, mm. mental components and stuff, it's kind of a jam. I mean, you could be, if if she got you together, she would go viral. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be a feat. Then I would have to start putting out this stupid template bullshit to sell. <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> like, if I can get this motherfucker right, <laughs> anybody can be helped. Yeah. I feel like that's what all my clients say. Like, everybody thinks they're just, like, the worst motherfucker. Like, he is the worst. <laughs> like, there is no thinking. Like, if you can help me. And I'm like, actually, we just needed to, like, Reiki a couple trapped emotions <laughs> out of you and you're good. It's fine. Oh, ben, ben does Reiki, too. Does he really? Yeah. I forgot about that. Nice. Yeah, we gotta get you back on with Ben. Yeah, hell yeah. 
Reiki is my jam. I just had a session this morning. I, it's my jam. What exactly is it? It's just energy work. So oh, okay, like, okay, okay, okay. You don't actually, it's, you're on a massage table, but you don't actually touch. You, you can, like, I'll pull at people's feet sometimes or like shoulders or head or whatever. But typically you just kind of like, I feel for people's energy centers, like where they're malaligned or what needs clearing and stuff like that. And so you just kind of like hover. So it's just energy work, but um, like crazy shit will come up like um i i did a session with somebody we mutually know and like we both got the same communication from one of their spirit guides and we were like at the end we were talking about it i was like yeah this came through and and she came up and and he was like yeah me too i was like what that is so cool (laughs) it's so crazy and sometimes like like passed on loved ones will come through just because like those channels are open so I always tell people, like, if you want me to tell you if somebody's coming through, I can. But, like, if that freaks you the fuck out, like, I'll keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. But, yeah, just crazy stuff comes up. It's really cool. And, like, just, like, you just feel, like, because everything gets aligned, you know? Like, we clear out shit that's in the way and kind of line up your energy. And so you just feel good. I'm all about feeling good if you haven't <laughs> caught on to yeah. that. Like, it's important. But yeah, you just feel like relaxed and like light and ready to go like conquer the world. Are you ready to I conquer the world? I can tell that that's very appealing to you. <laughs> Are you ready to conquer the world? Yes. No filler. Yes. No fun. I always tell him all the time. I was like, man, why don't you just do it? Just shut me the fuck up. That's what I'm doing. If I feel like that's what you're hoping your antics are doing. I just don't. I, honestly, I, I have no um, qualms about hurting his feelings. Because, like I said, I would rather be the person that's going to tell you something for your betterment than Correct. to be like, oh, like, we'll have friends. that be like, Oh, Raul, I like it when you're bigger. Why would you want somebody to be? Out of shape or because not their best version of themselves. He's easier to whatever interaction those people have, whether it's like picking on you or putting you down or manipulating you. You're easier when you're bigger is what they're basically saying. And so, like, you have to understand, like, when he's hard on you, it's coming from a good place. It's not easy to hear. You're the only person that's ever said that. And he's going to clip this part. And he's going <laughs> to release this part of the episode separately. This is the ad. This is the episode. <laughs> I don't know. She just showed up for five minutes. <laughs> 45 seconds. This 45 seconds is the episode. She just showed up for five minutes and left. I don't know. Yeah. Like, my Mark, what's what happened to your girl, man? She just showed up for Oh, God. No, and I, and I tell everybody that. I do. But I'm the same way. Like, I, like y'all are close, so you and you're dudes, so you can just say it however the fuck you want to say it. Like, I, I try to have a little more... Couth. Couth. <laughs> sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, though. It depends. Like, if I'm really close with somebody, like, I'm just going to shoot it to him straight, she's, just like y'all she's, do. She's like, hey... My big and friend, come here. <laughs> Let me talk to you. Like, well, it's yes. just like when when we were in um, Tanzania, and the way Brian and his friend were interacting, and Hipner were interacting, just one guy's like, "Man, they do not like that motherfucker." But that's just how they were. Oh, 
I I tell Brian that all the time. I'm like, I know when you like somebody because you're picking on them harder. Yeah. That's his personality. Like, if he's not picking at me, I'm worried that, like, I've <laughs> hey, pissed him off. Yeah, you okay? I'm like, what? what you're not... I'm sorry I couldn't walk 200,000 steps today with you. I'm sorry. I just couldn't do it. So, like, I, I always tell people, I can see on the outside looking in how it comes across. Yeah. You know, it could come off as mean, but they, like, I'm not, I would never tell Raul to do something that's bad for him. Right. I'm not going to be like, hey, Raul, go jump off this building or go do a bunch of drugs or some stupid shit like that. Everything I'm trying to tell go him. sign up for the sexual <laughs> <laughs> But everything I'm telling him, I just think that, like, if if he's he's had conversations with me where he says he wants to be better. And it's like, if you want to be better, then be better. If you're happy with your life, then don't complain about your situation. Right. And that's, like, that is subjective. Like, people, because some people are perfectly fine yeah and this is what i tell people too it's like there are people perfectly fine being npcs and just like going through the world you know bare minimum you know just hitting the marks just barely and and they it's fine Mm -hmm. it's the people that maybe they're living their life like that or similarly to that that have this like higher nudge you know, like they're they know they're being called for more. They know they're being called for different. Those are the people that are it's going to stir, mm. you know, because there are people that are perfectly fine going through the life in the way that they are. And it may look like it's not ideal to other people or other people's perspective. And we need those people mm-hmm. like we need we need all types, you know, but it's the people that are stirred. Yeah. It's the people that know, like their higher self knows they're not aligned, you know, like that's what you got to figure out. Like, are you aligned? Because regardless of what your life turns out looking like, if, if it's in alignment, it's fine because we Mm. need all types, you know, we, we need everybody. But like, if it's not in alignment, that's when you have to start doing the work. That's when you have to start questioning, you know. I did it. I, like, rocked my own world. It was not a good time. <laughs> but I'm glad I did it. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're happier now that you came out the other side than the version you were before. Correct. Yeah. And it's like, why would you... I don't know, like... I think this podcast too has opened my eyes to a lot, talking to a lot of people from different walks of life. Oh, for sure. Like you're like, I was one of the things that was that video also, but then it was also like, we listened to people that have lost like hundreds of pounds. And it's like, I can do that with like 60 pounds, 70 pounds. It's like, why can't I just get myself in gear? Mm-hmm. You know, and these people are doing like something so hard for yeah. them, like getting up off the couch is hard for some of these people. And it's like, we're, Able body too. And I like that's man, I was at the gym one day and this kid was on this the stair thing with his dad. I was like, man, why is that man making the kid go up and down those little the stair like look like the kid was kind of struggling? But then I saw that the kid was like limping. They were like, I guess they were doing like rehabilitation on his leg. And it's like taking why would I take my health for granted? And I think a lot of people do that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. I mean it's just like we were talking about like we we take Mother Earth for granted. We take ourselves for granted in the same way. Because I think there's, if you're lucky enough to become 80 years old, like that's a privilege. Because there's a lot of people that we know that didn't make it past 25 or 30 or 40 or whatever. And you don't want to be that person at that age that's like, I wish I would have done this with my body. I don't want to have that regret. 
And I think that's one of the worst things is seeing what, like there's this David Goggins thing where he, oh my God. he goes to heaven that dude. and God's like, <sighs> David Goggins, 185 pounds, a motivational speaker, ran multiple marathons. And he's like, that's not me. I'm 300 pounds, blah, blah. And then the God's like, that's who you could have been. Oh, I just felt that in my soul. Wow. Hey. <laughs> I need to go get to work now. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, 4 a.m. is actually looking yeah. good. <laughs> Holy shit. And that, that now all my Instagram is consumed with that kind of content. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. My Instagram algorithms are lit. I love it. Like there's two things. I, I look at daily stoic every day. I look at Afro brutality and then I'll see all like the motivational videos. Like that's what I started my day looking at. Nice. But like I said, there's just but it's it's like. You can look at the motivational stuff, but if you don't put it into work, there's no point of doing looking it, at looking, it. Yeah. yeah. So. The Raul Bash session 289 from Tony. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some your little fellow <laughs> haters out there. <laughs> there. But I do have an I mean, she's not a hater, but I have an, somebody that's in agreement with me on this for once. <laughs> Well, maybe, she's a good person. Maybe she, maybe you should be the new co-host. We take my seat. Yes. Shit. Do it. I'll um, fuck you up. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, that David Goggins thing, and like I said, there's also this Bradley. Do you know Bradley too? Mm-mm. There's this one video where he's like, he's like, how am I going to become a billionaire if I can't control what I put in my fucking mouth? And it really is. A, it's a control thing. Yes. Because my friend Brad used to always be, I'm a control freak. I'm like, no, you're not, Brad. You can't control what you're putting in your mouth. And then one time we had a conversation and it hurt his feelings. And then we didn't talk for like a couple of weeks Did after. Did you do it to him? Like how you say it to me? Or? <laughs> yeah, I told because he kept, that would that, probably that, check that, out. Yeah, <laughs> it may have been. He, he kept telling me all the time that he wanted to do this. Yeah. And I was like, Brad, I don't want to have this conversation with you again this time next year. And then he told me that it, it hurt his feelings, but it helped him get into gear. And it's like, I, I, I like I said, there's, these are conversations I have with myself. So it's like, if you can't, you can't be like, I want, I want, I want, but if you're not willing to do, it's yep. just lip service at that point. Yep. It's like, you're the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. And no one's going to believe in the boy who cries wolf. Got to put in the work. You gotta do the work because you don't. Like I said, man, it's it's where you you don't want to have that time where say something does happen that's preventable. Like even when Ryan Marsh was on here, he said most guys die from heart disease. Oh yeah. So it's like, why not try to get ahead of something that might take us out? That is true, because when you get in shape, you you lose all the medications, right? You, oh, not all of them, but like a lot of them come off. Yeah, you can. It can be all of them. I mean, there are definitely healthy people or physical and outside looking healthy that drop dead. But it's like, why not try to be the best version of yourself? Like even Bedros talks about, like, if you truly love yourself, go look at yourself in the mirror. And that's what you do. You love the person that you're fully naked looking at. And most people are probably going to be like, no. Truly. Do you follow Bedros? You so should. He's I, I, phenomenal. I, I watch it. I just watch the stuff he posts. Yeah. Oh my god. I love. I love him. He gets all the good stuff. Yeah. So I just look at that on my Facebook. Yeah. 
Is it on Instagram? Is that where he's sharing it from? Yeah, but he has a YouTube. He has a podcast. Where get, generally, she, it's just him. You should get him on the podcast. <laughs> that would be so fucking hard. That I mean, it's not, is going to call. I mean, he's like a super, you. superstar, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's big up. He either, he, for his speaking engagements, he it, they're either free, because he'll go and speak to like local schools and stuff. Oh, okay. Or 50K. <laughs> yeah. Like, so how did you get hooked up with him? Were you just seeing his content online? Uh, no. So I... I started going to before he was big. Yeah. Um, he put on this uh, like four day fitness business summit and um, he would like sell mastermind programs from there. But he had impeccable speakers mm-hmm. like um, what's his name? The YouTube marketer, Billy Jean. He had as one of his speakers, Lewis House. Oh, yeah. I've heard now. Mm-hmm. Um like, I mean, he's just had some insanely good speakers and stuff. So I was like, dude, this dude is legit. And so I went to a few of his fitness business summits and they were all just like so good, so well put together. Um, and then I, the third year I went, I signed up for his mastermind program mm. and he took like the group that I was in was his group. So like there has been several times that Bedros has looked me square in the face and been like, get your shit together. He called me Tennessee. He'd be like, get your <laughs> shit together, Tennessee. And I'd be like, okay, <laughs> I got it. Got it. We'll do yeah. it. But like, he's a powerhouse now. Like yeah. he's doing big shit now. Yeah. Like I see his numbers just keep growing and yeah. growing and growing. And he's legit too. Like he's not, he's not bullshitting. Yeah. It's not. It's not a fake. He he's legit. Like he legit does get up like and work his ass off and like he legit treats his team like gold mm-hmm. and he holds them to like a very high expectation and they produce like he's he's legit. Good dude. So you can be trained by somebody that was trained by Bezos. Yeah. Do we need to start a GoFundMe? <laughs> I'm not that get, expensive. Nah, 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 to nah, get nah. it for you? I mean, nah, nah. No. No, thank you. So Wednesday, you're signing up for her. Wednesday. Man, Wednesday's well, going to be a big day. You got the gym at 4 a.m. <laughs> isn't it just a consultation? Yeah. So it's not even commitment? Yeah, because I still have to vet you. So you can at least, can you can at least say you're going to do that? Okay. Okay. I'll send you the link. You can sign up for a consultation. It's fine. It's free. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> even though, you said the magic word been, free. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Been you for two and a half hours. Oh, damn. Yeah. It's been oh, oh, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hit my ayahuasca dad up for some money. Daddy, daddy. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think that'll be good, man. I've always told you I think you need like a life coach. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like we were talking about at the beginning, like with therapists being on like wait lists and stuff. I mean, people do like they're still seeking. So like if, as long as it's somebody that I can take on that doesn't need like a licensed, you know, medical professional, like they'll people will seek out a life coach because the therapists yeah. are so backed up, you know. It's it's wild. <laughs> Shit. 
Yes. <laughs> no filler. See, no filler. It's a Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, dog. And you're doing four or five? Fours. Four. Four. Four, four. fours. Yeah. 4 a.m. Four workouts. Ooh. 100%. So when you do a coaching session, do you always constantly check in? Is that how it works or? What do you mean? Once you're there, you're coaching them. Mm-hmm. So you're like, hey, are you doing this X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. I need to know like metrics. Yes. So. Um, I always give what I call marching orders. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's kind of a gauge to how I continue vetting people, whether or not they're going to like continue on their progress or they're going to ghost me. Yeah. I can kind of gauge like, um, but so I, I mean, and part of my coaching is I kind of take people into the 5d, like we go into other realms of like emotions and we, we talk to like the childhood parts of ourselves and, you know, meditative states and Kundalini and, all of this, but all of that's great. But if you don't give them ac- applicable things that they can actually take and mm. apply to the 3D life and yeah. what's going to benefit them in the here and now, like what's the point? Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. And so I give marching orders. And so typically I, I will only meet with people once every other week, Okay, sometimes less. Um, because honestly, like the work we do, it's, it's, it's intense. Like you need time to kind of process and you need that space to sit with everything that came up and, you know, all the stuff. But, um, so I'll only meet with people every couple of weeks. Um, but I'll check in with them in between just to kind of see if, you know, everything's good, staying on their marching orders and then always have like a follow up, like, how'd you do with our marching orders? And that's a good gauge for me to, to kind of know where to go from there. Now, do a lot of the people try to bullshit you and then you call out their bullshit? You know, maybe briefly, but I'm pretty quick to call people on their bullshit. Yeah. So people don't really try that for a long time. Okay. You know, like, I I mean, I, I read people's souls. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm pretty quick to be like, you don't mean that you may think that you mean that, but what do you actually mean? Yeah. And, and so people only if people are trying to bullshit themselves, yeah. <laughs> will they try to bullshit other people, you know, but it, it's usually not very long lasting because mm. I call it pretty quick in a nice way. Yeah. I think that's good that people are seeking people to give them some guidance. I mean, I think we totally. all need somebody. It's like, there's so many people that want to be lone wolves and it's like, that's not how a pack works. Right. You know, we need people to lean on. We are communal beings. Yeah, yeah for sure. And I think even COVID really showed people that like, they don't like being alone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I, I know like a lot of what a lot of people had to work through because of COVID was really starting to distinguish the difference in being alone and being lonely, Mm. you know, like, because there is a very distinguishable, distinguishable difference in those two things. Like COVID, we had to be alone, but not everybody was lonely, Yeah, you know, but like everybody had to be alone at some point. So like having like literally having to sit with that very uncomfortable, but a lot of us had to. Mm. Wow. So what do you think about the state of men today? 
It's that heavy. <laughs> it's not good. She's going to be like, they're being pussies. It's not good. Men are pussies. Yeah. I mean, just keeping it real. Like, but hear, hear me out. Not all no, men. No, we agree with you. Not all men. I think. Um, but it's been, it's been a conditioned thing over decades to not only teach men to be pussies and physiologically, like with the food that we, we feed people, it strips them of literally strips men of the masculine testosterone and hormones that they need to feel masculine. Um, but then we also make men feel bad about being masculine mm. and we call it toxic masculinity. When a man is holding a boundary and, and holding expectations to themselves and other people and, and that applies to holding those expectations and boundaries to women as well, you know, in, in the age of like feminism and stuff like that and toxic masculinity, like that mix, it creates this, you know, this, societal way of thinking that that's what it should be when in reality men are supposed to be masculine and men are supposed to have expectations and supposed to be in leadership positions and supposed to you know hold firm their boundaries and you know and and lead and and it's not that women have to be in this toxic femininity in order to receive that either. But that's what we've been taught. And that stuff has been conditioned over the course of decades. So yeah, a lot of men are pussies now because they're virtue signaling and they don't want to ruffle feathers and they don't want to go against the grain of what we've been taught is right. And mm-hmm. so they lose it. They lose their masculinity. And now we don't even know what the fuck genders are anymore. So it's like, what's the even point, you know, but, but like, if you identify as a male, it's not toxic to be masculine, mm. you know? And if you identify as a female, it's not toxic to be feminine. But we're teaching that. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where people just need to realize that we both need each other. And right. there doesn't need to be this power struggle about right. who's on top and who's not. Because I think if we were all like on a deserted island, I think we would go to a kind of a, what our natural things Absolutely. are. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. But again, it's I mean, it's a recurring theme. We've complicated it. Yeah. And it's really not that complicated. Like you need to be in your masculine energy and you need to lead. And I need to be in my feminine energy and I need to feel safe that you can lead. Mm. Like That's that's it. And I'm not going to be feminine if I don't feel safe in the masculine or around the masculine. I'm as a feminine, I'm going to have to adopt and adapt a more masculine energy because I don't feel safe with the masculine energy that is currently in today's society. Right. So now women are walking around like they have big dicks and we don't like, why are we trying to act like we do? We don't Mm. like there's a way that a woman can be a badass and not do it like a man. Yeah. You know, like I feel like I'm a very strong woman, but I don't do much of anything like a man. You know, but that doesn't take away from my strengths, but it also doesn't take away from, from y'all's. Yeah. So would you date a, like a weak man? No. Well, what if your man cried in front of you? That's not weak. What if he cried about dropping his hot dog or something like that? 
My she man. would probably leave it with the ballpark. <laughs> My man would not eat hot dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hot dogs aren't. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're not food. They're not food. Remember they're all that food. processed? They, they, yeah. they, aren't hot dogs like the leftover of all the meats like in the factories and shit? That, at, at best. That's yeah. what they are. Um, okay, how about if he dropped... Um, his protein bar. Yeah. Oh, that would be so sad. RX I mean, bar. listen, listen. I need my macros. <laughs> I mean, Mama gets hungry too, so yeah. I might cry with him. <laughs> yeah, I, there was this clip where this guy was like, "If a woman, if a guy cried in front of his woman, she would not respect him." I think it's case by case, though. Listen, if 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 I was with a man that didn't feel comfortable and vulnerable showing his emotions, I would question him. Mm. There would be so much I would question. Like, what trauma are you repressing that you don't show emotion? And, like, if you're comfortable showing anger but not sadness, yeah, that's questionable. And a lot of men, that they, they default to anger because they are not taught to be comfortable with any other emotion and that shit gets pent up. And then y'all want like y'all wonder why you're all walking around pissed off, you know, it's killing people. Yeah. Like literally I saw this clip one time. This guy's like, whenever a guy hits his hand or something on the thing, it's like, God damn it. He's yelling. That's his dad yelling at him. Like that's the internal part. Like that's his childhood. Like that's like his dad saying he's like a dumbass or something like that. Oh yeah, there's so many stories we tell ourselves that are not ours that are that are learned. Yeah, yeah, because I think I, like there's no manual for being a parent, and I think we're a product of our parents, so they're fucked up by their parents. So it's just like there's a point as an adult where you have to be like, this is not what I want to be anymore. Correct. I well, have to crush that generational curse. Yes, and and it's whether or not like you recognize that that exists and whether or not you recognize like that you're going to take that on. Yeah. But think about it. Like in, in other cultures and in older societies, there used to be like a tribunal ceremonial transfer from boy Mm. to man, from girl to woman. Right. Like it was like, not only was the child acknowledging that, that transfer, but the parents were acknowledging that like they can back the fuck up Mm -hmm. and let them go live their lives too. There was, I mean, it was a whole ceremony, you know? And like, we don't do that. We like what we send them off to college and that's it. Like that's not, that's not the same. And so we, we are in this society that we're very confused about who we're supposed to be and like what our responsibilities actually are. And like, I mean, we're all about the same age. We're considered adults. Like, a 20-year-old would definitely think that we're old. Mm-hmm. We're walking around like we have shit figured out. We ain't got shit figured <laughs> out. We don't know shit about fuck. And, but, like, but younger people think that we do, and we absolutely don't. Mm. Yeah, because you remember being that age, and it's like you're just kind of just blowing through the wind. Yeah. But then they're like, oh, 30 is when you get it. 40, nope. Nope, it's not. <laughs> and that's the thing, too. I, I find this so wild, but... I saw something one time where they said there's some men that don't mature to like 46. 43 is actually the average. That's so crazy to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. So there's hope for you, Raul. Thank you. Thank you. I was well, just like, yes, yes. Well, also, I was like, well, I just need to take myself off the dating app. So <laughs> like, work smart, not hard. Yeah. <laughs> like but that's so crazy. Like, have you run into a lot of immature men? Yes. Like, they're like man babies? 
Yeah. Like failure to flow, like failure to launch. And I mean, just like emotionally immature and, but it's normalized. And so like, I'm the weird one for having higher expectations than that, you know, cause it's normalized. Mm, mm, yeah. Get your shit together. Get your shit together, girl. <laughs> like, come on. Would you date a mama's boy? I mean, be more specific. Like they're still on their mama's tit at like 30 and 40 years old. Hell no. Interesting. Why'd you get so quiet all of a sudden? I'm just processing. <laughs> oh, okay. Is there a follow-up? Yeah, there's a lot to process. No. Like, I think not. the whole thing when you're dating, it's like they always say you leave your mom and you go with your wife or girlfriend or whatever. Right. Like, you're looking for, you shouldn't have this other person competing. Like, they serve their purpose in your life. Right. You're supposed to move on. Right. And, and like I, I said, like, there used to be, like, this ceremonial transfer of that power, you know? Like, yeah. But now we just kind of like, again, like we don't even talk about it. We just like, oh, I think this is what we do now. So when you're in a relationship, are you comfortable telling a man that he's fucking up? Yes. And how do they usually take it? They take They're offense or? off. Um, so. Or do they feel like emasculated? I mean, I've I've learned to word it better than I used to. <laughs> hey, dumbass, you're fucking it up. Just remember, I'm not the relationship life coach, yeah. and there's a reason. <laughs> but um, I I have no problem holding a partner accountable. If, if I, I mean, same that y'all, y'all have been doing. Like, if I know that the things that they're telling me they want to do and be, to live in alignment is not matching their actions. I have no problem calling out those actions mm. in a loving way. Yeah. You know, it, and it is from a feminine standpoint, it is a very delicate balance because my intention is not to emasculate. And so, and, and also like, it's not going to be well received from a masculine either, mm. you know, like, because that's not my job. I'm not your mom, right? I'm not your dad. We've we've made that distinction, right? And so you you have to come at it from a delicate standpoint of like like I'm holding you accountable because I know your ultimate desires. Mm. True. And then and really like it it's based on what they do with that is where, like, where I belong in their realm mm -hmm. <laughs> after that, you know? Like, if you are, in fact, going to be open and vulnerable and have that conversation about, like, you know, this is where I'm struggling, this is why this is coming up, and maybe that's why my actions weren't aligned, and, like, let me figure out how to do better, cool. No, no harm, no foul. Like, I'm not going to judge somebody because they fall off of of their patterns or off of their alignment everybody falls off their alignment yeah but like it's what you do about it yeah because i know even bajers always talks about like if you find you got to find the perfect mate mate for you because that's the person that's going to help you be successful right and it is important like men do need the feminine influence in order to feel like in order to stay motivated mm. I mean, not, not need because like, I mean, I'm single. So like, I don't have that at this 
moment and I do just fine, you know, and there's tons of people this the same. But ultimately, ideally, in an, in the most ideal set, situation, like you said, we actually do need connection in that way. And the masculine does need the feminine and vice versa. And so in, an, in a most ideal situation, men actually do need the feminine to hold them accountable in those ways, in the right way. Yeah. Because yeah, you want somebody that is going to lift you up. Like when you're feeling low, be like, oh, you can do this. Yes. I'm here for you. Yeah. You don't yeah, always. The girl. Yeah. You don't want to always be the person that tells you you can't do shit or, you know, not once they're they're Maybe they're selfish. They're only lo- looking out for their own best interest and not your own. You don't want to be like Lady, Lady Gaga's uh, boyfriend. The one she broke up with was always telling her that. She ain't ever going to be shit. And oh, she, yeah, it did. And yeah. then she's like, okay, whatever, dude. We're over, breaking up. And then, boom, like, I think I was like a year later, uh, that CD came out of hers or whatever, or she got signed. See, and, and that's the thing about women, man. You took, like, you piss off women. Like, we're going to go, like, open businesses and save the world. <laughs> like, we don't fuck with that shit. Woman scorned. That's right. And she showed up dead. Yeah, she fucking yeah. got another question. Yeah. Oh, and Shania Twain. Remember her husband cheated on her, and then and he was also always like verbally abusing her. And she was like, you know what? And we cheated on her. She she kicked him out, and then she had like three more hit records after that, or something yeah. like that. Was, Do you ever watch Shark Tank? Mm-hmm. So Barbara Corcoran has the same story. She was. Um, one of her partners, I don't know if it was a husband or um, or what, but one of her partners, they were in, he was actually like a real estate mogul in New York City, and she was trying to get into that space, and he just constantly was telling her, like, this isn't for you, this is a man's world, you can't do this, da 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 She ended up taking, like, putting him out of business, basically. <laughs> like, Damn. Yeah, and like, she's the largest Real estate developer in New York City now. Wow. Damn. <laughs> she got big money. Yeah. She's a badass. So who are some of your, like, influences, male and female? You know, I even journaled about this a few years ago. I don't feel like I've ever had a mentor. Mm. Um, but I've had many, many influences. Bedros is definitely one of them. Um and I, I think that I pull from a lot of people what feels right in my body, like what feels aligned to me. Like when I, when, you know, when you hear truth, you know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I, I listen to podcasts all the time. I read a ton of books all the time. Um, I love Mel Robbins, like the mm, five, four, yeah. three, two, one, that girl, Saved my life on some early morning workouts, but um, but yeah, I just I, I pull f- influence from a lot of different spaces, like in the spiritual communities, they're like Ram Das and um, Eckhart Tolle and Joe Dispenza, like they say some amazing things, Kyle Cease. Um, but yeah, I just like I, my body knows when I hear truth, yeah. and if it's my truth, my body responds in a certain way. If that makes sense. I know it's a vague answer. (laughs) Well, we're at three hours. I don't want to take up your whole fucking Sunday. Rob, would you like to ask your question? Um, What is your definition of happiness? And are you currently happy? 
I love this question. Um, my, my, yes, I'm currently happy. I like life is, is hard and complicated and sad, but I am ridiculously happy. Um, but I think it's because like I've figured out how to create that internally. Hmm. And I think it's just alignment. Happiness is alignment. Like if I'm living in my truth, that's what brings me happiness. You know, like getting to my truth, it's hard some days. Like it's hard work to get there. And there's so many days that I have like been in the fetal position, like bawling my eyes out to get there. I'm happy those days too, because I get there. So to me, happiness is alignment. It's just living in my truth. Nice. That's it. And that's the, it's different for everybody. Yeah. Everybody's truth is different. And so like you can't judge one person's over the other. What's one thing you regret if you died tomorrow that you didn't do? On a very superficial level, <laughs> I have always had on my bucket list um, skydiving and um, what's it? Bungee jumping? No, but I have bungee jumped. Um, underwater. Marks does it all the time. Scuba diving? Scuba diving. Oh. But I, I have a surgical implant that doesn't allow me to do either of those things anymore. So I will probably die not doing either of those things, and that would just irritate my soul. So on a superficial level, that's those are two things. And my other two questions are, What's your advice for people and what mark do you see yourself leaving on the world? The mark that I want to leave on the world is I want to teach people how to live a more calm, connected and authentic life and teach them that the answer is love. Mm. Like everything boils down to love. What was the other question? What's your your advice for people? Yeah, I guess that love like uncomplicate life because it all boils down to love. Like if you are living from a space of love, everything else works itself out. Everything else will make sense. Answers will arise. Conflicts will dissipate, you know, but and to me, in my humble opinion, it's really hard to operate from a place of love if we operate from a place of fear. And for a lot of us, we're taught and conditioned to operate from fear. And so love is a very distant thing that we all need to work hard to get back to. That's a good answer. Love. Mother two are, what do you think happens when we die and who would you like to give flowers or appreciation to? Flowers or appreciation? I do a daily gratitude. So let me let me think of who I'm grateful for today. I am grateful for my friend Sarah. Um, she's she's in Orlando right now with her little twelve year old, just having the time of her life. Um, she's like my person. Like she's my like if soulmates come in friend form, she is that for me. So I feel like she could get flowers every day. She deserves them. Um, awesome. What happens when we die? I don't think we die. Reabsorbed. Into the I earth. think, I think, yeah, I think we just, our souls mm. just continue different lifetimes. 
So like an energy transfer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I like our physical bodies die. Obviously, mm-hmm. don't even get me started about what's wrong with coffins. <laughs> what's wrong with coffins? I feel like I feel like we're supposed to like nurture Mother Earth when we when our physical bodies die. Mm. I feel like we're supposed to nurture Mother Earth with our bodies. But don't you think they're going to get in there anyways and eat us up? I don't know. I hope so. I mean, if an ant can get inside a house, I think it can get inside a coffin. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, but so our, our physical bodies die, yes, but I don't believe that our souls do. So since you feel that way, what do you think people should do with their life right now? Love. It's all love. Because I guess that really does. It's true because if you don't love yourself or love others, what is the point of being alive? Yeah. And and definitely that, like literally that at, at the most complex and simple scale, yeah. it's that. But also just when that is your focus and intention, everything else really does work itself out. Like people are so fixated on their purpose and, you know, like their reason for being here and making money and being successful and stuff like that. Like all of that works itself out. Yeah. There's a, I'm a big Gary V guy. Mm-hmm. And there's just one thing I saw of his is like, somebody asked him like, how do you stay motivated? And he's like, how do you not? Like, <laughs> like he's like, you suck. Like you, <laughs> you had this shot at life. Like there's this, let me play this other clip. I played it yesterday. But it ties into this, but it's like, you know, how are you going to take it for granted this time we're given? Mm-hmm. And there's, like I said, so many of us fucking do it, man, yeah. every fucking day. Let me see if I find that clip. And honestly, that that's why, like, I got rid of TV and, like, I stopped watching the news probably 15 years ago, got rid of. Watching TV. I mean, like I watch TV sometimes, like if I'm at a friend's house or whatever, but just in general, you know, it's like if I do find myself with downtime, I'll go pick up a book that's going to teach me something Mm -hmm. or inspire me to do something or learn something. Or I'll pick up my phone and connect with a friend that I haven't heard from in a while, you know, and make plans with them or something, you know, like. Because what's it all for if we're just, like, meandering around doing nothing? True story. Here we go. Most humans who could ever exist never will. I think I've heard you say it. There's been more humans that have not come into existence than do exist. By far. And so the fact that you exist at all is against stupefying odds of who gets born and who does not. Any moment you spend squandering those moments you are alive does disrespect to all those who will never even be born. When I heard him say that, I was like, fuck, I never thought about it that way, man. Like, there were so many other little nuts in my dad's balls that came out the same time (laughs) I did. But you got picked. (laughs) And And I got picked. And we all got picked. Yeah. And to not do anything with that is just ridiculous. Right. Let me play with my Gary V. I think this was the first Gary V thing I ever saw. You find it. But it's so true, man, because like it's kind of on pace what's gonna happen tomorrow. 
I don't know. So it's early Monday morning, and I've been wanting to make a Monday morning video for a long time. And finally, DRock, we're doing it. So, real quick, this is just a rant, very simple, and something that I want you to pass on or watch every Monday morning because the level of complaining is unacceptable. Look, what if I told you this was the last Monday morning of your life? What if I told you you die this week? Would you complain about your crap job or that test you don't want to take? I doubt it. You would go much higher level thinking. Well, that's really what it takes. It takes understanding that if you're not pumped right now, if you're begrudging what you're about to do, if you're, if you're not looking forward to it, look, I respect practicality. You gotta go through school because your parents want to. You gotta pay your rent. You got student loans, I get it. But please recognize the world we're living in. We're living in a world where there's so much more opportunity. This internet thing created way more opportunity for all of us, way more. I mean look, you might not even be alive. Like your mom and dad could have had sex like three minutes later and you wouldn't even exist and you're complaining. You could have ended up being a bus, a tree. I just don't get the mentality of being head down sad on a Monday morning. I'm gonna make Monday morning my bitch. I'm gonna make you Saturday Monday morning. That's what I wanna do every morning and that's what I want from you. Please, take a step back and think about how awesome it actually is. And then, recognize that you can attack the world in a totally different way because you were lucky enough to be born during this era. Fuck you, Monday. (laughs) Fuck you, Monday. So, Monday. I love that. Fuck you, Monday. Fuck you, Monday. I love Mondays. Mondays are my jam. It's It's a new beginning. That's right. It's always people like, oh, I got Sunday scaries. Yeah, and I don't, there's not, that's that's not a thing. It's like, if you hate your job or your life that much, change the part that you hate about Correct. Monday. I guarantee if you're on the beach, you wouldn't hate fucking Monday. No, sir. Correct. I really want to play the Carl Sagan Pale Blue Dot. How much more time do you have left? I'm good. All right, I got to play this. And then I'll stop my motivation. So. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, there's this um, meme that's like, if you don't have depression on vacation, it's not depression, it's a lifestyle choice. Mm. Say that again, I'm sorry? There's a meme that I saw not too long ago. It's I'm probably butchering it, but it's something like, if you don't have depression on vacation, then it's not depression, it's a lifestyle choice. That's true. It's so fucking true, man. From this distant vantage point, the Earth might not seem of any particular interest. But for us, it's different. Consider again that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering. Thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines. Every hunter and forager. Every hero and coward. Every creator and destroyer of civilization. Every king and peasant. Every young couple in love. Every mother and father. Hopeful child. Inventor and explorer. Every teacher of morals. Every corrupt politician. Every superstar 
every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there on the mote of dust suspended in a sunbeam. The earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Think of the rivers of blood spilled by all those generals and emperors so that in glory and triumph they could become the momentary masters of a fraction of a dot. Think of the endless cruelties visited by the inhabitants of one corner of this pixel on the scarcely distinguishable inhabitants of some other corner. How frequent their misunderstandings. How eager they are to kill one another. How fervent their hatreds. Our posturings, our imagined self-importance, the delusion that we have some privileged position in the universe are challenged by this point of pale light. Our planet is a lonely speck in the great enveloping cosmic dark. In our obscurity, in all this vastness, there is no hint that help will come from elsewhere to save us from ourselves. The Earth is the only world known so far to harbor life. There is nowhere else, at least in the near future, to which our species could migrate. Visit? Yes. Settle? Not yet. Like it or not, for the moment, the Earth is where we make our stand. It has been said that astronomy is a humbling and character-building experience. There is perhaps no better demonstration of the folly of human conceits than this distant image of our tiny world. To me, it underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with one another and to preserve and cherish the pale blue dot. drop fucking monday so where can everybody find you at um instagram that's that's the easiest place to find me that's where i'm the most active it's crystal parks 901 is my handle and how do you spell it k-r-i-s-t-a-p-a-r-k-s 901 did you already are your friends are on there we have our number oh okay all right well i appreciate you giving us your sunday and listening to our therapy session. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully he follows through on Wednesday with the consultation. That's right. And his four o'clock workouts. Yes. Monday, Monday. Correct. Monday through Friday or Thursday. Monday you can't do Thursday. five. You're only doing four. But okay. Correct. Correct. <laughs> All right. Like I said, I appreciate it. Bye. Bye.